106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hello, America. <laughs> we have a big ask. We are asking you to stay in your homes for two weeks. Two weeks to flatten the curve. We don't want to overrun the hospitals. So stay home, save lives, two weeks. We can do this. We can do this, okay? I don't think they're gonna like this. I, okay, all right. Hello again, America. Uh, we are gonna ask you to extend the two weeks to 30 days, 30 days to slow the spread. We don't want to run out of ventilators. The models are, are, are terrifying. <sighs> the models uh, have changed slightly. So, um, the, but the data and the models, um, they can change, they cannot change. They, uh, they're like, ah, uh, you know, just, uh, it's like testing. Um, that is what I'm here to talk to you about today, America. We are going to test people for the virus. I, I, don't know, I don't know if we're gonna test people every day because I mean, you could test and be cleared that you don't have it and then you could go get it and then have it the next day. So, um, we wanna test everybody on the hour, every hour. I don't think that's like that, that's possible. I don't think it's feasibly possible. So, so yeah, this is so fun, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it's not fun. It's, um, we're all in this together. No, I get it, some people don't have jobs right now. Um, I do, but for those that don't, this has gotta be really hard. <laughs> It's gotta be so hard on you guys. I mean, the virus is here and um, it's here. We're just gonna have to stay in our homes until there's a vaccine. <laughs> I mean, really, that's just what we're looking at it. I mean, there's no real return to normal. <laughs> now the vaccine um, might be uh, rushed and we, we might not know long-term effects. The vaccine could cause liver failure after 10 years of being injected with it. We, <laughs> we really, don't know. I mean, we don't know. We also might not get a vaccine. So, I mean, some vaccines work, some vaccines don't work. And most viruses don't have a vaccine. So I think now we're going to tell people that kids could get it. Just, you know, to, to scare the hell out of everybody. The flu is more deadly to children. But we don't want you to, I mean, don't. Don't start, don't start using your brain. <laughs> So what this means is we are going to need a all mail-in ballot election in November. <laughs> Can you stand in line at Costco? Yes. Can you stand in line to vote? No. <laughs> it really is horrible that all of this has happened in an election year. It's just, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, this, this could be a forever lockdown. It's just um, for you guys. I mean, I'm still, still doing my thing, <laughs> but for you guys, it, I'm, so sorry. The word that's just so sad. And now it's time to play everyone's favorite game. Is this like the Nazis? Here's our host, Chuck Fandango. Welcome to Is This Like the Nazis? The game show where contestants are asked, Is this horrible thing like the Nazis? Our contestants for today are Susan, a school teacher from Idaho, and Michael, a truck driver from North Carolina. All right, let's jump right into the first category. 
Is this like the Nazis? The attack on the Capitol. Yes, the attack on the Capitol was like the Nazis. Let's find out. The attack on the Capitol, a dark day in American history. The Constitution and our personal freedom was at risk. Sounds pretty bad. Now, the Nazis killed six million people. No, I'm sorry. The attack on the Capitol is not like the Nazis. Better luck next time. Next category. Is this like the Nazis? Antifa. Yes, absolutely. Antifa is exactly like the Nazis. Let's plug it in. Antifa uses political violence to achieve their agenda, destroying buildings and small businesses, punching and kicking innocent people, and the media covers for them. Oh, sounds pretty bad. The Nazis killed six million people. No, I am so sorry. That is nothing like the Nazis. Final category. Is this like the Nazis? Abortion. Whoa, how'd that get in there? Oh, looks like we're out of time. Join us next week for another exciting edition of Is This Like the Nazis? Good evening, this is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, and this is episode 109 on May 1, 2021. Welcome. If you're new to us, you can uh, reach me in a number of ways. <clears throat> you can reach me on email at, no ho- at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Lou at NoHostagesRadio.com. So also there is a website, NoHostagesRadio.com, and you can go there and and look at past broadcasts as well as articles uh, that I've written. Um, You can also reach me on my phone, 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. You can text or call that number. I'm on the left coast. I'm in Northern California, Yuba County specific. Uh, But happy to hear from you, however you want to connect with me. We have uh, some people that are located outside the state of California and in various states. Many of them are the part of the diaspora, the Gavin Newsom diaspora, where people have fled looking for better, better, a better deal, better life. And so, um, Wherever you're listening from, I hope you're doing well today, and I hope you enjoy some of the aspects of this show. Uh, One of the new things we're doing is I'm not writing for the Territorial Dispatch anymore, but I'm I'm writing and posting some articles on a Facebook page called Live with Lou. So if you go there and if you like it and follow it, then it'll give you a heads up whenever we post something there. Also, um, after uh, two and a half years away from live radio, uh, where I started on KMYC, the station has been rebuilt. It it was burned down. Now it's rebuilt. And uh, uh, it doesn't have all the details done yet, but it looks like we're going to do a show. And we'll be doing shows there on Saturdays from my show will be from 10 to 12, 10 to noon. Uh, so if you're in close by in Northern California, I, I understand they increased the uh, 
the power of the station. So it should have a lot more reach across Northern California counties. Um, but I, it may not help you wherever you're listening from. So it may, and I don't know whether they're going to go uh, online or not with that show, but I'll find out tomorrow, uh, this Saturday, the day that this podcast is produced or online will be the day we go live. So I'll give more updates later. That's just a two hour uh, gig. Uh, this obviously is about a, uh, when you add all the clips in it, two and a half hour thing. So some of the, the information will be repetitive. Uh, some of it uh, will be, uh, if you know, on the, the two-hour show will be repetitive from here. Uh, but there may be, you know, since it's live, it'll be more spontaneous than me just talking, talking, talking here for 20 minutes at a pop. Uh, okay, I'm going to spend some time here today right at the beginning of the show because I think this show's a little long for some folks, and so they might drop off towards the end. But these are some events coming up here in Northern California if you're within an hour or two of us, uh, we did uh, a free and brave conference called the Free and Brave Conference a few months ago out at uh, Church of Glad Tidings. Uh, and we had some just amazing speakers from around the country and a lot of them from uh, up and down the West Coast. It was very successful. It was pretty much a full house. Uh, so we're going to be doing that again. But first, I, I wanted to mention uh, a really unique uh, opportunity. I'm going to give you some three events. One is straight out of Babylon. Uh, we called it that because it's a guy named David Strait. And then we're going to do the Free and Brave Conference uh, 2.0 or Part 2. And then uh, we are formed. We're starting to form a militia here in our part of California. There already is some militia activity north of us uh, in the Cottonwood area, and then down south. I understand, but we had an introductory meeting here a while back, and I think 150 to 200 people showed interest in that. So I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So first of all, let me just get into it. Uh, June four, five, and six—that's a weekend. A guy named David Strait is going to be at Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City. It's right on 99 in Eager Road, uh, just north of Yuba City. So David Strait, if you've never heard of him, which I hadn't, um, but other people I know had, uh, Strait, just spelled like straight as an arrow. Uh, he's a former CIA agent and Navy SEAL. He'll be speaking on what he's learned about the inner workings of our country and what we can learn to do to help our Help ourselves live free amidst a corrupt government. I want to get down here. I, I copied uh, something off another promotion from another part of the country. It says he's a former intelligence officer, former county sheriff's deputy, retired from the Secret Service. He's also been helping people succeed in court uh, for over 30 years. Uh, recently uh, served on two presidential task force Regarding this subject matter, recovered over 250 children out of CPS, created paperwork that has influenced over 800 victories in court, uh, working with tribal nations to help restore land and sovereign rights, uh, getting people out of prison and stopping people from going to prison, helping people perfect their land patents. Member, uh, He was a member of Amon Bundy's. You remember the Bundy confrontation over in... Uh, Outside of Las Vegas, Nevada, he's a member of Eamon Bundy's defense team, and Eamon Bundy uh, won both his cases, both in Nevada and in Oregon, 
after being held for over two years with no bail. Uh, he, by the way, he's a cattle rancher. He's not smuggling cocaine. Uh, current, he's current world ambassador for Voice of Youth Trust. Uh, so he's going to come and he's going to speak uh, three to Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. This is going to be an educational thing, not just an inspirational talk. Um, these days says David is constantly traveling to fill, fulfill his mission of helping the American people, our church groups and study groups to defend themselves against the bar association. That's what your normal attorneys are hooked up with and the aggressive, uh, confiscation of wealth, land and rights under color of law and legal presumption, which so many of us have suffered from. Uh, in light of the global political challenges we are all seeing on television and now facing in our communities, David would like to invite you to learn what you need to know about your political status and your unalienable rights and how to defend them and enforce them effectively, all based on his unique experience in task force duties within his increasingly vital, within this increasingly vital subject matter. Okay, so that's David Strait. And, and the, uh, if you go on, if you catch the gist of what i'm saying but you forget about hey when the dates are and everything at some point it's going to be the on the church of website and just hit events and it should pop up so then let me talk about the free and brave this should knock knock you out so unless you're brain dead or uh, under the influence big time all the time uh, this should get you going so i stumbled across david martin dr david martin on on uh uh, YouTube one time and I listened to his clip about the pandemic and it was just shockingly clear and convincingly true so he's going to be here and that's going to be May 21 22 23 I'm going to give you uh, the gist of a few people that are that are already committed to come Dr. Dr. Martin should be familiar to readers of Health Impact News as he is also fe a featured scientist in the film uh, in filmmaker Mickey Willis's excellent production, Plandemic. You remember Plandemic? He exposed, for example, how the U.S. government has owned patents on coronavirus since the 1990s. Just put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, his first invention was a laser-integrated system to target and treat inoperable tumors. His mathematics helped unravel the way of human body processes how how the body processes hormones and led to the detection and treatment of many diseases. His observation of human behavior led to a development of the technology which deciphers the intention and motivation of communication, a technology that has impacted and saved the lives of billions. His global uh he's done global business and investments. I'll leave that out. I don't think he's coming to talk about that. He's brought the world's largest white-collar criminals to justice and brought the world's most oppressed and disenfranchised transformative ways to engage. Um, so uh, from he says, from the starry expanse of Mongolia to the flashing lights of New York, his work is as passion-filled, whether it's with a camel herder or a global CEO. This guy's a brainiac. He's going to be there. Dr. Judy Mikovits, who wrote The Plague of Corruption uh, and The Plague, is going to be back, uh, said on June 22nd. She actually came up with the breakthrough uh, science to uh, help AIDS patients stay alive. 
On July 22, 2009, a special meeting was held with 24 leading scientists at the National Institutes of Health to discuss early findings that a newly discovered retrovirus was linked to chronic fatigue syndrome, prostate cancer, lymphoma, and eventually neurodevelopmental disorders in children, or we would know those as autism. So if you if you Google her, you'll see all kinds of the mainstream, like Wikipedia and all those say everything. She's been she's a discredited scientist. She's a dirty dog. They're all lies. They're all lies. So uh, she's got the goods on Tony Fauci. He's a criminal. Fauci says when Dr. Mikovits finished his, the presentation that I just described, the room was silent for a moment. Then one of the scientists said, oh, my God. And the resulting investigation would be like no other in science. For Dr. Mikovits, the 20-year veteran of the National Cancer Institute, this was the midpoint of a five-year journey that would start with the founding of the Whitmore Peterson Institute for Neuroimmune Disease at the University of Nevada, Reno, and end with her as a witness for the federal government against her former employee, Heavy Harry or Harvey Whitmore or Whitmore, for illegal campaign contributions to Senate Majority Leader. Harry Reid, who was a senator, one of the, the senior senator from Nevada. So there's a lot to say about Mikovits. Uh, she was pursued. She was locked up for five days in jail without any charges, no bail. And as they stripped her laboratory and all her all her notes. Another lady that's coming, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. She talks about instances of hyperimmune response and test animals during previous attempts at coronavirus vaccines like SARS and MERS. So SARS stands for Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome. MERS is Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. So what she's saying is when they used this on animals, they ended up having a a very serious and wild response, uh, hyper, what they call a hyperimmune response. So um, she calls it, uh, she says, all seems well for a while when you take these vaccines until the animals are exposed to the wild mutated virus. To her, it's clear that the same will happen with humans. Now, if you look up Tenpenny, you're going to see another trashing. Uh, They're going to carpet bomb her on the Internet. But I'm telling you, these people are brilliant. And and they're out to say there's something wrong here. Dr. Tenpenny and other scientists predict that millions, listen to me now, those of you who are taking the vaccine, that millions may die from the vaccine, this vaccine, but it will be blamed on a new strain of COVID to make an, see, they're already talking about a new strain of, t- strain of COVID, and therefore we need to take all these vaccines, though they don't stop you from getting COVID or giving COVID. There's a new strain coming. So every year we're going to have to get these shots now. And who benefits? The pharmaceuticals like people like Bill Gates. But it's blamed on a new COVID to make an argument for even more and more deadly viruses. Tenpenny says we're at a critical juncture in time for all humanity on a lot of different levels. And we are past the time of handholding, pussyfooting around, being careful to not offend anybody and being so gentle with the snowflakes. We just can't do that anymore. We've been doing. Listen to this. This was written in the first 30 days of the, when the vaccines were uh, being carried out in, in America. She said, we've been doing these vaccines in America for a month now, and in 30 days, we have over 40,000 adverse events reported to the Vaccine Adverse Event Database. We have over 3,100 cases of anaphylactic shock. We have over 5,000 neurological reactions, which can range from headaches to numbness to 
to uh, paresthesias, to headaches, to dizziness, to vertigo, to feeling that you can't feel your hands and your feet in just 30 days. <clears throat> so Sherry Tenpenny will also be there at Free and Brave number two. Dr. Carrie uh, Madej, that's M-A-D-E-J, she directed two large medical clinics in the state of Georgia. Uh, since her 20s, she has been fascinated by vaccines and studied them ever since. Her in-depth research led her to discover what the proposed technologies are for the new COVID-19 vaccines. What she is revealing is alarming. There is a battle raging for humanity, Dr. Kerry Medej says, and she's going to talk about how big tech collaborates with Big Pharma to introduce new technologies in the coming vaccines that will alter our DNA and turn us into hybrids. This will end humanity as we know it and, and start the process of transhumanism, human 2.0. The plans are to use vaccines, listen now, to use vaccines to inject nanotechnology into our bodies and connect us to the cloud, artificial intelligence. This was like putting a chip in your system, but it's not like a chip. It's far, far tinier than that. This will enable corrupt governments and tech giants to control us without us being aware of it. We're also going to have uh, Nikki Florio. She is an expert or, or interested or been a pioneer in fighting geoengineering and 5G. She's an educator and activist. Uh, she started a uh, direct. She started and is director of B Heroic B E E. She started out as an environmentalist, wondering how come all the bees were dying and what two uh, G was doing to the bee population. As you know, if you're interested in farming and things to eat and grow, if you don't have bees, you got a big problem on your hand. She's. Uh, she says the founder of Be Heroic Pollinator and Climate Project based in Colorado. Nikki's an environmental educator, sustainable consultant, sustainability consultant, and bee hugger who grew up in Lake Tahoe, California, and has been active in working to stabilize and reverse environmental impacts for the past several decades. So she's going to be there. I won't spend a lot of time. There's also an attorney up there. I believe his name is Greg Lean, L-E-I-N. He's also an environmentalist attorney. There's a possibility, although she hasn't confirmed, uh, the founder of American Frontline Doctors, Simone Gold. She was, uh, she is a uh, Stanford University trained doctor and a Stanford University trained lawyer. Uh, again, if you look up Simone Gold, uh, they totally trash her. She was fired from her emergency room positions. She was a physician in two different emergency uh, hospitals and was fired after she kept treating COVID patients with hydroxychloroquine and other products like that. She was, uh, she was told not to do it. Why? Because the hospital was making money on people not getting well uh, quickly, which she was curing people in 24 hours. Uh, so Michelle Malkin interviewed Dr. Simone Gold, and you can look look her up on America's front American frontline doctors. I think it's actually America's frontline doctors. Uh, she discussed the lack of authentic informed consent with regards to experimental vaccines. These are not true vaccines. You're being experimented on, and and so therefore you all these mandates that you have to do this and you have to do that. Uh, you're exempt from those because it's you're actually the guinea pig. 
right? They didn't do guinea pigs. They just jumped to you. So she's talking about experimental vaccines, censorship as a crime against humanity. Now, people got all upset because I talked about what's happening here with these uh, Dr. Fauci and all those kinds of people that they're committing crimes against humanity. Here's the here's a doctor slash attorney uh, who's been practicing down in Beverly Hills or the L.A. area, and she's talking about a crime against humanity, censorship as a crime against humanity because people then are not properly informed and how she was subjected to a massive SWAT team. You remember Roger Stone when they set him up and brought uh, CNN uh, to his house and they arrested him and brought, I don't know whether it had 20 FBI agents. So here we have this female doctor. I think she's a single parent. Uh, she, a SWAT team hit her house, broke the door down, uh, federal Bureau of investigation, and they arrested her for, for being present, uh, in the U S Capitol building on January 6th in describing the incident. Gold said, I was paid a visit by the FBI in Roger Stone kind of takedown moment, which is quite uncalled for. You know, if anybody wanted to get a hold of me, they could have just picked me up, picked up the phone and called me. I'm very easy to find, but they were literally 20 guys with guns blazing and they broke down my door. It was dramatic. And what I want to say is that I weep for this country. If you can pull in a person like me, have the FBI break down your door with 20 guns, shackle you in handcuffs and drag you off. I mean, it was unbelievable. I'm telling you, America, this can happen to you. We're going to take a break right now, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. So uh, hang tight. North Carolina. I hail from Greensboro, home of the Woolworth sit-ins, an epicenter of the civil rights movement. I grew up poor as the ninth of ten children in a home marred by alcoholism, but I had a mother who was a strong woman of faith, and she sustained us. She was also a woman who lived through the terribleness of Jim Crow and witnessed firsthand the sacrifices made by those to ensure that black voices would be heard in government. I know right now she is up in heaven smiling as I, she sees her son here sitting in this committee hearing. But today I'm not here to talk about myself. I'm here to talk about voter discrimination and election integrity. The subject of this hearing is the evolving landscape of voter discrimination, and it certainly has throughout our nation's history. Let me say that I am very proud of the history in this nation of my people. My people were put in the belly of ships bound in chains, and endured the middle passage. My people were whipped, beaten, and sold as, pro as property during slavery. During Reconstruction and throughout Jim Crow, black people were intimidated, harassed, and even killed to keep them from having a voice in government. Symbols like chains, nooses, and burnt crosses are not just symbols of death. They are symbols of forced and coerced silence. The sacrifices of our ancestors so I could have the opportunity to become the first black lieutenant governor of my state, to see a black man sit in the White House for two terms, and for millions of us to be leaders in business, athletics, government, and culture, add up to an incredible story of victory. But today, we hear Georgia law being compared to Jim Crow. The black voices are being silenced. 
and the black voices are being kept out. How? By bullets? By bombs? By nooses? No, by requiring a free ID to secure the vote. Let me say that again, by requiring a free ID to secure the vote. How absolutely preposterous. Am I to believe that black Americans who have overcome the atrocities of slavery, who were victorious in the civil rights movement, and now sit in the highest levels of this government, cannot figure out how to get a free ID to secure their votes? That they need to be coddled by politicians because they don't think we can figure out how to make our voices heard. Are you kidding me? The notion that black people must be protected from a free ID to secure their votes is not just insane, it is insulting. Just a few days ago, excuse me, uh, uh, and let me tell you something about this. This is, doesn't have anything to do with justice. This has everything to do with power. Just a few days ago, vice the vice president went to the very place that I mentioned, the Woolworth counter in Greensboro. But you know who wasn't there? You know who wasn't invited? My good friend Clarence Henderson, who is a civil rights icon, he sat at that counter and endured the suffering and pain to make sure that black voices were heard. And why was he left out? Because he's of a different political persuasion. You might ask why this is so, and I'll tell you plainly. The goal of some individuals in government is not to hear the voices of black Americans at all. It's to hear the voices that fit their narratives and ultimately help keep power with one group. And that's what this all is all about. It's about power. Just look at H.R. 1. It's despicable. The entire thing is designed to keep one party in power and ensure they stay there indefinitely. And how do they plan to do that? By taking away the rights of states given by the Constitution to govern their own elections, to mandate a wish list, a partisan, a partisan wish list that comes down from that federal government. Some of these items include using government dollars to fund campaigns in order to give an advantage to one party, mandating that felons are allowed to vote, including illegal immigrants on voter rolls, and of course, trying to ban states from having voter ID. The last thing I'll say is this. Many people know that I'm a strong proponent of the Second Amendment, and I always will be. I believe that the right to keep and bear arms should always be available to law-abiding citizens. But the first line of defense in maintaining the integrity of the Second Amendment is having an ID to show and requiring that ID when you purchase that firearm. In the same way, I believe that voter ID is our first line of defense for protecting the integrity of the right to vote. And that's what this should be about. It should be about integrity, not power. Thank you. Well, it's not always raining. There'll be days like this When there's no one complaining There'll be days like this When everything falls into place Like the flick of a switch Oh, my mama told me There'll be days like this When you don't need to worry There'll be days like this so there's other speakers coming also from the Free and Brave Conference. Here's the interesting thing. I don't know whether they're just using smoke and mirrors out there, putting on these conferences. They're not charging you to come. That's amazing to me. There'll be food provided there as well. You have to pay for the food, like lunch, dinner, all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, so they make it really easy to just hang and not leave and enjoy meeting people from all over Northern California, maybe even some coming in from Nevada. So, uh, so you can plan on just coming. There's food trucks. There'll be probably servants. There'll be somebody serving some uh, uh, full full blown sit down lunches there. Uh, make it it's easy. Make it real easy. There's coffee. Ha- there's a coffee uh, shop there. The whole thing. So it's free. The three days free. The David um, Strait is is I think it's uh, seventy eighty dollars. So his. But uh, honestly, man, that's chump change. So uh, let me go on here and. Uh, I'm just every time I I watch Simone Gold and I read something like this, I I just find it hard to believe. When I read that they pursued uh, Judy Mikovits, who is uh, in her late sixties, I think, uh, just a few years ago, and put her in jail. I mean, the woman has never committed a crime in her life. It's unbelievable. So what's happened is we're starting the Yuba Sutter militia, and. Uh, it's actually a highly re- re- regulated uh, operation using people of uh, all genders, male, female, and all ages. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're uh, even people that can't get around or maybe they're really out of shape. We can use you in various uh, uh, administrative tasks and support tasks. And so that's just like the regular military. I was told the other day that it takes eight people behind the one person that's actually packing the gun in the real military uh, the what we use the army, the mil- marines, etc. has eight people to support and provide all the logistics for the one person that's in the front. So we need all kinds of people. So don't count your out, if, count yourself out if you've never used a weapon, or those kind of things, or you're out of shape, or maybe you you uh, have a, a disability. We can use everybody. So we had an introductory meeting here uh, a couple months ago. And the guys that came down from Cottonwood were shocked uh, because they, when they bring in new people, they'll get 10 or 15 new people and they'll give them a briefing. We had about 100, I think they, I don't know how many people were in the room, but about 150 show, show, uh, signed up. So um, there's actually, um, by the time you hear this, <clears throat> there, there's an April 30, 7 p.m. meeting that you will miss. But there's more meetings coming up. And, and there's other ways to, to jump in without going to a big introductory meeting. So uh, there's a first training. Uh, so, for instance, let me tell you this. Obviously, you're not going to be able to go to the Friday night, April 30th me- meeting. But you can do this. You could call uh, uh, 530-671-3160. That's Church of Glad Tidings. They usually have people answering the phone there Tuesday through Friday normal office hours, ask for Courtney, ask for Courtney, and she will interview you and get some information from you and get you on board. Now, so uh, all the way, this this group is multi-county. So this, we got people from Nevada County, Butte County, Yuba, Sutter County, maybe even over there in Calusa County. So don't don't worry about the county. It's just we're, we're headquartering or launching it out of the uh, Glad Tidings property uh, but it's just a fountainhead where things are going to mushroom out. So we're hoping for several hundred uh, people in this militia, and it's going to be serving the public and and helping law enforcement. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to get into all the details because I have other things to talk about. But if you're interested, uh, there's going to be a first training 
of those that are enrolled, in other words, you fill out an application and all that kind of stuff. It's not a big application, just like who you are, contact information, and what your talents are, what you're interested in. So on May 15th at uh, Church of Glad Tidings at 9 to 9 a.m. to 2, first training, May 15th. Second training, June 19th, 9 to 2, at the Church of Glad Tidings. In between that, if you say, man, I'm not, I'm not even joined up yet, it's real easy, real easy. We make we put the bar down real low to get you up and going, and we'll find a spot for you. Everybody can play. Everybody can enjoy the time and uh, and feel like you're contributing to the betterment of our community. That's really what it's about. It's not about going out shooting somebody. It's really about uh, defending ourselves, right, and protecting our community against people that don't want it, uh, that don't want us to have safe uh, community. Um, so you'll be put on an email. Your, our emails are not going to be sold to some vendor. Uh, you'll, we'll be hooking up into groups wherever you're from. If you're from the hills or you're from the, you know, West Valley or East side of the Valley, whichever you are, you'll work with people that, that are near you to form, uh, smaller groups. And, uh, so you can, you can get it on. Okay. So also I wanted to mention that uh, Monty Hecker, uh, who is a big supporter of the VFW, uh, is, uh, I believe they're still selling, they're selling 500 tickets to a Springfield 9mm. And you can, you can get tickets at Universal, uh, his, his business, Elite Universal Security, at 5548 Feather River Boulevard, $20 per ticket. You can buy as many as you want, and uh, you can go there, uh, cash or checks only, uh, 24-7. You can go around the clock to that location because they dispatch there. There's people working there all the time. And uh, so if you're interested in doing that, the, the proceeds go to support VFW District 15. Now, I was talking to him earlier right before the show because I keep forgetting there's all these cool car shows happening right now. They just had a massive one down at first street in Marysville here. Week, I don't know. It was last weekend, the weekend before that, but the uh, VFW guys and gals are putting on one at VFW on Powerline road, 4956 Powerline in Oliverst. And that's going to be on the, on the uh, May 15th, Saturday, May 15th. And it starts at, I believe, I thought I wrote down, I thought I wrote it down somewhere like 10 o'clock start in the morning or something like, yeah, 10 to two, I think. So, uh, you, you can, uh, you can call this number if you want to enter your car, seven, 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 nine, oh, five, seven. That's a five, three, oh, area code seven, 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 nine, oh, five, seven. And they're, they're going to show cars and bikes, motorcycles. So uh, also he said, hey, uh, with all the COVID changes uh, lightening up, they're going to start doing bingo out there. They raise a lot of money. All this goes to support the veterans. So get it on. You know, you like to play bingo, play it over there because on first and Thursday, first and third Wednesdays of the month, bingo night, if you're a bingo person. And also uh, I was uh, watching 93Q. It popped up on my Facebook and uh, I saw... Alex Suarez there, or his mom named him Alejandro, but he goes by Alex, or I think he said Chico. So he is a veteran, and he is concerned about veterans taking their lives uh, after because of the after effects of being in the military. And he's really interested in stopping that, and so he's putting this car show on. 
uh, on May 29th. Starts at nine, and it'll just go all day. There's going to be all kinds of fun things, booths, uh, food, uh, all kinds of uh, outreaches there, and then all the cars, and they'll give away a lot of uh, uh, a lot of prizes, of course, trophies. So if you want to uh, contact Alex, you can go to Memorial Day Car Show at gmail.com memorial day car show you could get your cars a car entered in that so he's putting the proceeds portion of them will go to 22 until uh none or fight the war within foundation and then also some to trauma intervention program um and also helping first responder first responders who also struggle with uh post-traumatic stress syndrome so that's that. Those are some of the events going on, and I wanted to give a shout-out right at the beginning. So I was uh, noticing the other day that Marysville Joint Unified School District Superintendent Gary Cena, who was raised in this area, and went to the school system, public system, and then went away to college and came back and became a teacher and then became a principal and went right up on up the line and pay, became the superintendent of schools a couple of years ago. And he announced his retirement or resignation, however you want to say it. Uh, Actually, he didn't say retirement. I think he just said, I've had enough. And uh, June 30th is his last day. And it comes on the heels of uh, another uh, sharp superintendent, Doreen Osumi, the Yuba Yuba City Unified School District uh, superintendent, who I don't know how long, I can't remember how long Doreen's been there. But I think this is a... uh, a uh, symptom of the communist unions that have destroyed our school system. And basically, I I was on a uh, county school board, which is quite different than these. Uh, But I was on a county board, and I realized really quickly, but there's little little you can do on a county, uh, on a school board, because everything is dialed in by the unions. And the uh, everything's controlled by the teachers and the teachers unions. So um, what I'm suggesting to you is that this is a, a, a sign of things to come of the unions just simply putting in their own people to be superintendents and running a communist school. Uh, Gary Cena has if, if people describe Gary Cena, he would be described as a really great guy. And I, I know he and his wife from afar. I, I don't hang with them, but they're nice people. Leslie Seen is a very fine person and uh, and has worked for Yuba County Office of Education for years. They're very sharp. Uh, they're, whether or not you like their policies or how they operate, they're, they're dedicated school teacher type people care about kids. That isn't the case with the unions. The unions, if you look at any of their talks uh, at their national conferences, they talk about teachers and doing less for more so you saw that with covid so they still don't want to come back to work but you know that the teachers haven't missed a nickel the whole time they they've been paid the whole time you've been scrapping and freaking out chasing your kids around panicked about your kids not learning not having uh, anywhere to go can't go anywhere locked up in the house you're you're needing to go to work who's to watch your kids right you're freaking out. Unions aren't, don't care a rip about that. Their teachers are sitting home, drinking a little wine, sipping a little beer, uh, kicking back, 
PJs and uh, and doing distant learning. I don't call it distance learning. I said distant. In other words, the, not much learning is going on. And the statistics, I was, uh, uh, oh, Rocco Greco, who was uh, giving an analysis on Facebook here a, a few months ago, basically the kids are failing. So the system fails. The teachers got paid just like normal. They don't have to, they're not responsible for any count, accountability. And, and the superintendent's, are getting it from both sides, right? The teachers hate him. The parents hate him. So they just say, I don't want to do this job anymore. I don't blame them. I would not, you couldn't pay me. Uh, you couldn't pay me a high enough salary to do that job. I don't like how much money they get paid. I, I just think it's obscene how much money the superintendents. That doesn't mean I don't like people. I'm just saying that the system's bad. And so, uh, but I'll say this, I wouldn't take what they get paid and do the job. I just wouldn't put up with it. I, I life's too short and I would rather see people take their kids out of school and teach them themselves. And I know that some people are so busy and they have so, so many responsibilities. They can't, they can't hang. They just can't, they don't think they can pull it off. Even with today's technology back in the seventies and eighties, when people are starting to homeschool, man, it was tough back then, but the, we got all kinds of cool curriculum. Kids can watch YouTube and have, calculus taught to them it's science taught to them it's unbelievable something's got to change but the public i'll tell you i don't know how old you are probably you're at least you're 30 if you're listening to this show maybe not any younger than that but i will tell you this public education system is done it's toast it is only going to get worse they're arguing over personal pronouns telling you you're not calling people the right thing they're they got they got so many genders. Uh, I, I'll be dead before I can figure out what they're trying to do with this gender thing. Uh, you know, there's total perversion. Uh, it's obnoxious what's going on. I'm telling you, the best bet is to pull out and get your kids out. Your kids only in the first grade one time, second grade one time, third grade one time, fourth grade one time. Those special experiences, you're, you're done. These guys that got cheated out of their sports. They wanted to play football, high school football or basketball. They've been looking forward since they were in the middle school. They got totally jerked around. Didn't need to happen. Some All the schools in Sweden just stayed totally open. Uh, South Dakota, totally open. We just jerked them totally around. So uh, it's just the way the, way the thing is. And uh, the kids are of no interest to the unions. They're just a meal ticket. That's all this is, is a meal ticket. I'm looking for some statistics here that I'm, oh, it's down here a ways. Now I want to give you some examples. Um, if I can find this really quick. Okay, I'm, I'm almost there. So I, I stumbled across Kurt Euler. You probably don't know Kurt Euler. He uh, was a supervisor for a time in Placer County. And Kurt Euler is a really sharp guy. Unfortunately, when he ran for election recently, he lost. But he was a really sharp guy. And he was one of the first supervisors to start looking at the facts and said, hey, are, are, the facts aren't adding up. And so uh, he was presenting statistics showing that the, the states that, that locked down the hardest had the most deaths. And he was re-arguing the fact that why Placer County in August of this year threw off the emergency declaration and went back to normal life. And uh, when, when he did that, when, when they voted to do that, 
Amy Sisson, who was the health officer, proclaimed that they were killing the community and going to destroy the community and left and went over to Yolo County and locked Yolo County down tight and their deaths went up. So in he he pointed out today that in California, New York, the most oppressive states in the union on covid uh, versus Florida and Texas, which are one of the most liberal states and how they handled the covid uh, there's 45% higher unemployment in California, New York versus Florida slash Texas. And they had 13% more deaths in California, New York versus Florida, Texas. So, um, our supervisors, I don't think any of our supervisors really did any analytics and when I say our, I mean Sutter County, Yuba County. I don't think all they did is follow what Fong Lu said, the health officer. They just bought it hook, line, and sinker. You know why they did? Because the government was paying them to buy it. In other words, if you do this, we will give you money, right? We will give you money. And uh, so that's what happened. Now, I want to share with you, because there's so many uh, parallels between Nazi Germany and what's going on in the United States of America right now. You think, oh, I saw all those films and Nazi guys stomping around the streets. No, no, it didn't start that way. That's how it ended. You don't you don't know what your history. So. Uh, so it says when the Nazis rounded up half a million Polish Jews, that's just Polish Jews in the Warsaw ghetto. In order to be gassed, a nurse, by the way, did you, did you know this, that when they rounded up the Jews, they did not tell them they were going to gas them right then. They make, they gave them a real flowery excuse. It's kind of like similar that if you stay in your house and stay locked down, don't go to the grocery store unless you absolutely have to. And then you like wear two or three masks and you stand on X's, then your life will be saved, Right. So you were told a big line of baloney by the health officer. So they told the, the Warsaw Jews, Polish Jews, that they were just going to take them out of town for a while. Now, remember the two weeks? We're just going to lock down for two weeks. Then it's a month. Now we're up to 16 months. So uh, they rounded up a half a million Polish Jews in the Warsaw ghetto to be gassed. And when they did that, a nurse, a nasty nurse, she should be thrown in prison and shot, this nurse. A nasty nurse and humanitarian by the name of Irina Sindler. I'm sure that many Germans, if they knew what she was doing, they would have, well, they did. They tortured her. Well, let me tell you what the story is. Irina Sindler managed to save the lives of hundreds of Jewish children. I wonder if they made those Jewish children wear silly masks for compliance. Hundreds of Jewish children, she hid them. She saved their lives by smuggling them out of the ghetto and placed them in homes and orphanages under false identities. Even after she was caught and tortured, she managed to escape death with the help of the underground group called Zagoda. When the war was over, she went back and she found those jars. She found up jars. She stuffed the real identity of the children she abducted and slithered out. She dug up jars that contained the papers of the true identities of these adopted children and reunited them with their families. She was awarded the Order of White Eagle, a Polish award of highest distinction for her spectacular deed. We'll be right back, and we'll uh, have another third segment in just a minute. You see, said I remember. 
Hi there. My name is Karen, and I'd like to talk to you today about an important issue plaguing our society, the prevention of knife fights. Recently, there's been some discussion in not allowing knife fights to play themselves out. I wholeheartedly oppose this. As a child, I learned to wield a knife with impeccable precision, and I never turned down a good knife fight as a teenager. Knife fights build character. They teach discipline. Let's go. Awareness. Keeping your back against the wall at all times. You learn perseverance and stamina. And you're always aware of your surrounding circumstances. In my adolescent years, you toss back a few brews, throw in a knife fight, and top it off with a good little smoke. It was an ideal Friday night, but too many police officers today are trying to prevent knife fighting from even occurring. I'm okay with a cop getting a cat out of a tree or pulling over a swervy driver, but don't you dare try to stop our knife fights. Yes, every once in a while, somebody would get shanked and we'd end up in the ER, but fun comes with a little bit of risk. So stand with me in this battle and advocate that knife fighting continue host Tommy Laren. Tommy, great to see you as always. Look, you know California extremely well. Do you think 50% of the voters there will vote yes to recall the governor and replace him with somebody else? You know, when I was living there a year ago, I would have said, uh, I'm not so sure because Californians tend to bury their head in the sand and ignore the obvious. You know, they elected Governor Gavin Newsom, knowing even what a horrible leader he was, knowing it would be bad for California. You know, they voted down a repeal of their gas tax. So I thought, you know, I just know I'm not sure about Californians. But I got to say, I am so incredibly proud of the state that I used to live in and what they've been able to do. And this just goes to show those that are living in other states that are being ruled by Democrat tyrants, you do have the power to make your voices heard. You do have the power to recall your leaders, unless you're in New York, which we'll talk about that in a moment. But this just goes to show that if enough people band together, even in a liberal state, they can make a stand and they can make a change. So I'm incredibly hopeful they will get rid of greasy Gavin Newsom and replace him with somebody that believes in freedom, that believes in the great golden state and is ready to make it free again. Uh, we can go ahead and pull up here the number just so folks at home can go ahead and take a look at them. But when you when you look at the data from the California Secretary of State's office, there have been 54 previous attempts to recall governors. Only one was successful, but that was back in 2003. So curious to see how this ends up playing out. But I'm curious also what you think was the breaking point for people in California to be able to go ahead and say, you know what, enough is enough. Well, certainly coronavirus. You know, when I lived in California for, for three years, there were a lot of problems. There was a homeless epidemic. We know that the, the regulations, the taxes were insane, the cost of living, the poverty rate. I mean, this has been a problem for years and years and years in California. But so many people were able to ignore it because the weather's nice. It's a beautiful state. They got great sports teams. And then COVID happened. And they realized the power that their leaders truly have. And they were uncomfortable with that abuse of power. And then, you know, Gavin Newsom's 
little trip to French Laundry and his very expensive unmasked dinner with others. I really think that that sent a message to Californians that this man thinks that he is above them, that he's ruling them with an iron fist, and they were tired of it. And so I'm so glad that they were finally able to realize that COVID brought it in, problems in that state for many years prior, but at least they're starting to realize it. Mm. Gray Davis was pretty milk toast, replaced by a superstar in Arnold. See what yep. happens this time. Meantime, Tom, you got to get your thoughts on this. 2020 census shows Democrat-leaning states like California have lost House seats and Republican-leaning states have gained them. There's the map right there. You see California minus one, Texas plus two. But you say conservatives should not be popping champagne just yet. Why do you say that? You know, I have so many folks that are saying this is so great, and I know normally I would agree with you, but because I live in Tennessee now and there are so many Californians coming here, and because I have a lot of friends in Texas and Florida where all the liberals are fleeing to, I got to say, don't get too excited just yet, because unfortunately, a lot of those folks that are leaving their tyrannical blue states and coming to our great red states, unfortunately, they have not learned their lesson. They are bringing their voting records and the policies that they loved in their liberal states that ruined their liberal states, they're bringing them with them. So that's why I have to say be very cautious. We don't want our great red states like Tennessee or Texas. We don't want to turn them purple. So like I've told you guys so many times, if you want to come to Tennessee, if you want to come to Florida, if you want to come to Texas, South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, please come and enjoy the free, wonderful states open for business. But please understand, don't vote for liberals and don't vote for the liberal policies that ruined your state. Otherwise, you're not going to have anywhere to flee to. So the other day, um, I had a restraining order placed against me because of my comments about Dr. Lou. And then there was an article in the paper, and, and Dan, um, what's his name? Dan Flores, one of the supervisors, took me to task for making comments about Little League and, and took the, did a little politicking. I don't think he coaches, Dan, but uh, he did a little politicking in the paper, like saying that his, he's back in his constituents. How dare I criticize volunteers? Honestly, I, I was shocked. I, I know all about volunteering. I've done that most of my life. And uh, I've, I've actually coached basketball and, and uh, soccer. And uh, so I, I, I love volunteering and I love, I love children's sports. But it's interesting that uh, the parents have been leveraged by the, the government, which is evil. Uh, telling them that unless they put masks on their children, they can't have them play. So it, it, the, it's kind of like the government knows it's, it's got a losing, uh, losing uh, product. Masks stop something. What they do is make you sick. And there's a new, all kinds of studies that tell you that, but supervisors don't take the time to do their own homework. So they just go along with the Little League that's been told by the health officer that you can, you can play Little League, but you got to wear a mask. Oh, you could go to the store, but you got to wear a mask. Those signs right in the front entrance. You, know? you can go to the movies maybe someday, but you got to wear a mask. You can go here, but you got to wear a mask. You can go here, but you got to get vaccinated. You can go here, but you got to get vaccinated. We used to be living in a free. Remember, we used to live in a free country, and it, and if you the government trusted that if you got sick, you could just take care of it yourself. Like I I was talking to someone the other day, a doctor, and he says. Uh, someone asked him what he would have done if he was the current health officer. And he said, I would have just told people that if you're sick, 
stay home. And that's it. All the other X's, social distancing, closing down businesses, wearing masks, gloves, incessantly, phobically, you know, a phobia, being a phobia, having a phobia about washing your hands incessantly all, all day. I'm into germs. I think it's good to have germs. You know, there's good germs or bad germs. And your body, your immune system is buff when it's facing a lot of germs. That's why I want my, my immune system all tough. And so when COVID comes lurking around a little cold, it just, I don't even know. I, I don't even, I don't even know it when it enters my body because the immune system just knocks it out. So what we had here is the Germans, you know, they experimented on children. That's exactly what we're doing. We're just somebody, somebody the other day got thrown off. I don't know if it was Southwest Air or one of the airlines because their kid was two years old, a little two-year-old toddler, couldn't even stand to sit on dad's lap. And he kept pulling the mask off. Finally, they just threw the whole family off the deal. You know, it ain't cool to have kids anymore in the United States. They just, they got to be, they got to be uh, trained like a dog. You got to put a collar on their neck. You got to put a, uh, you got to, shoot their forehead with a temperature gun. You got to wrap their face in a rag. It's just totally ridiculous. That's exactly what they were doing in communist or in Nazi Germany. They experimented on kids. They poked them. They'd starve one twin and give the food to the other just to see what it would do to them. They did all kinds of things, uh, inoculated them, uh, gave them weird vaccines, experimented with gases on them. That's exactly what we're doing you look at over what they're doing, and I've I've read the 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 scoop from Doctor Lou on the uh, I, I got taken to task on uh, on on this court order they gave me about Doctor Lou. I made a comment that she I couldn't even understand. She was writing uh, a memo to how to treat kids in the school system. I I thought that's I hope the teachers can understand that because they're supposed to follow it, and it's so confusing to me. If this it's like doing it. Have you did you do your taxes this year? Have you I I think there's an extension, but I did my taxes and I thought, oh, if this happens and go over here, if if line 34 is, is more than line 35, then go back, erase that over there, put this over here, put that over there, do this, do that. If you feel good, do this. Right. If you made a million dollars, do that. And it's just like if and but there's 34 different options. That's how her memo was. I thought this is unbelievable. Nobody can follow this. Normal people can't follow that. If you make it so confusing for people, they just get up and stay inside the house and get sick. We are following Nazi Germany right now. There, I, I just had a, uh, I had two people text me today. One drives truck for Livingston Concrete, and can you imagine? Have you seen concrete truck drivers? They they are so low. They're like guys that run ride up on a big horse they're up there way up there in that truck and they climb around that truck and turn the concrete on and spill it out and then they get back in the truck to hose the back off and go i never seen them kiss anybody hug anybody do anything close they were demanding that these concrete truck drivers wear masks and that when the guy said he listens to this show and when the guy said i i'm not gonna wear a mask they said you're fired so we helped him find the law and and get a medical exemption from his doctor and he went down there and they said okay 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 you don't have to wear a mask you see people if you just give in they they're not ever going to give in they're going to run roughshod on you 
So they said, well, you don't have to wear a mask. Just stay six feet away from everybody around you. You know, this is total baloney manipulation. It has nothing to do with health. It's communist control manipulation. That's all this is. So then another lady who works for Chico uh, University, University at Chico, I guess, University of California, Cal State University, Chico. That's the name. I used to just call it Chico State back in the day. And uh, so she says she's getting ready to go back to work. And they said, you've got to have a vaccination. She said, is that true, Luke? Can you do that? I don't even know this woman. She just shot me out this this email today. And I'm I'm hooking her up with uh, some human rights attorneys, you know, and some people can help her because she doesn't want to take that vaccine. I got some stories here to tell you about vaccine sickness. I just told you a little bit about what Sherry Tenpenny said about all the damage that was done in just 30 days. And people are like posting their picture like proudly. It's like they had a baby. I got the shot, baby. I got the shot. Hallelujah to you. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So what's happening in our society is, uh, is a takeover and a total control of the of the uh, populace and uh, telling you when you can move here, go here, you've got to show your papers. I guess some friends of mine had, had a, a child that graduated at UC Davis, and they had to uh, show proof of vaccination or they got a, uh, a, a crazy PCR test in the last 72 hours. Totally nonsensical. These, they tell you if you take the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask. You still have to social distance. You still can't go to the movies. You still uh, can get COVID. You still can co- give it away. Dude, I, I had the polio vaccine. I got all kinds of, you know, vaccine. The 1960s barrage, which is probably about 49 up to 60s, probably about four or five vaccines. Never had any of that stuff. Never got it, right? Because it actually was a vaccine. These vaccines are not vaccines. I'm telling you, they're going to play with you. So uh, anyway, here's what's going on. I didn't, I didn't, I found this too late to put a clip in because it, anyway, I can just talk it instead of play it. So in, I think there's a place called Vail, Arizona. I think if I got it right. And I guess, I guess the parents just stormed the, the school board meeting. I, and what I mean by that is there were so many parents they could they had to shut the, the mean they didn't do anything wrong they just came in and flooded the school board meeting maybe hundreds I don't know you can't tell by looking at them I looked at them on the screen but they were just packed just full of shoulders and heads not one mask in the place and you know what their protest was we ain't doing the mask our kids are not going to wear those ridiculous masks we're not complying. And and so the, the school board walked out and they voted right there and voted new school board members in. Now, I didn't know that you can do that. I got to figure this out more. But they just, I don't know whether the school board resigned or they just said, we're not going to put up with this. We're, we're, you know, they're trying to conduct an agenda or a meeting. They walked out and the guy said on the uh, YouTube or whatever it is, bit shoot or whatever, that they voted in new school board meeting and they took over the, the whole meeting. But but it's people, listen, don't worry about the federal government right now. It's totally out of control. But listen, if you can't get on your local uh, steering committee for Republican steering committee or whatever it is, 
or get on the planning commission or go to your uh, school board meetings or go to your supervisor meetings or go to your city. If you can't go there and look at the agenda and stand up and speak, let them know you don't want it. Let them know you don't like it. If you don't, if you like it, like we had a deal the other day where the 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 uh, district attorney of Yuba County and the sheriff, Clint Curry and Wendell Anderson, went in and they wanted a Second Amendment resolution that no matter what the state does and what the federal government does, this county in Yuba was going to support the uh, the right to bear arms. Well, we we all stood up and we didn't clap. We didn't get out of order. We just stood up and said, hey, we'd like to speak on that. So we all spoke on that and said, hey, not only do we endorse that, but we want to have an open carry and a and no concealed weapon permits. That's the next thing we want, because. The right to bear arms just means you can pack arms. It doesn't say you can't put it under your shirt. You can only bear an arm over your shoulder. It just says you can bear an arm, bear arms. It does not say, oh, you can't put it in the trunk of your car or under your seat or inside under under your arm. It doesn't say that. It says you can just bear it. And so all of a sudden now we make all these rules up when we say, You've got to have a special rule to, to get a gun, or you've got to ask me for permission and pay me some money at the government. That is infringing on the right. That's a violation of the Constitution. That's why we need to have a sanctuary county in Yuba and Sutter counties for Second Amendment, just like Gavin Newsom created a sanctuary county for illegal aliens. He said, I know they broke in the country. I know they're a rapist. I know they're a molester. I know they're a criminal. But when they're in San Francisco County, no touch them, no arrest them, no touch them. There's laws. Yep, we know there's laws against breaking in the country, coming in here illegally. But we are not going to honor those laws. We have a right to just say, oh, we don't want to follow that law. We'll, we'll follow this one over here, but we don't want to follow that one over there. And they just pick and chose all the laws. And so we have illegal, illegal aliens all over the place over there, right? So we can do the same thing on the Second Second Amendment, except we're actually going to follow the Constitution. We're not saying we we're going to do we're going to uh, rebel against the Constitution. That's our running documents. We're going to follow the Constitution. So an infringement that means a violation or a in or invalidating the actual constitutional uh, right that's violating or invalidating the, an infringement. So when it says you can bear an arm, you can bear it. All kinds of bearing it. Just bear that dude. And it's against, to me, it's against the Constitution. And we should just say, listen, uh, again, I'm okay with criminals not being able to get, uh, not being able to pack. And we could have an optional, uh, if some people wanted a permit so they could travel out of state and then they could show another state that doesn't have the benefits that we have in, or even out of county. If you go to another county, maybe they're not going to honor you to have just pack any way you want. So in some states that have done what I'm just saying, they have created an optional permit. You can you can pay for it. You can go through the background check. You can do all those things. And um, and then you, they'll give you a permit from you can get one like you can leave here in Yuba County in California. You can go over to Idaho and you can get yourself a permit over there and you can travel all over the place. Different type of print. So anyway, that's that. So uh, we're coming up here, but we got about six minutes left. I want to talk for a few minutes about one of my favorite people, Walter Williams. Walter was in his 80s, 
when he died here, and I think he died last year, he's still alive on the Internet. Isn't that a blessing? He's still alive. Got all kinds of YouTube videos. I'm telling you, a kid, if you have a kid, high school age or late junior high, look up Walter Williams, and he will. he's an economics genius. He and Tom Sowell both. They're, they're peas in the same pod. And uh, I just love to listen to both of them because they're just smarter than I am. Their brain works better than mine. And all of a sudden, they'll say something so simple, yet it's profound. So I want want to talk to you a minute about the minimum wage because this is a picture of him, and he just makes a quote about the minimum wage. So you think the people that are working, if they don't think very, very deeply, and they say, oh, for instance, I'm against any minimum wage. I think a willing worker— and a willing employer should just come to terms on what that person should be paid. The willing worker is not, it's not a communist country where they tell you to go work over there and don't come back till it's dark. In in our country, you can switch jobs. You can pick the job you want. You can pick a couple jobs. I have a friend that's Santos is going to help me uh, tomorrow uh, or later uh, today. I do the radio program. Santos says, Oh, I'm working during the day. And then I got a night job. So the idea is uh, when people are are benefited by making their own negotiations. So if I'm a great worker and and I think, oh, the guy's the guy doesn't want to pay me very much, but I need the job. So I'll start. But somebody else comes along and they see how good of a worker I am. And they say, hey, Lou, would you like to come work over here? And I say, how much are you going to pay me? He said, I'll pay you two dollars more an hour. And I'll say, you got yourself a worker, pal. So uh, that's how this economic growth works, where you move up the ladder. But what the politicians on both sides of the aisle say to you is, we're raising the minimum wage. So everybody think, oh, clap, 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 clap. But what that does is uh, it, it artificially manipulates the system. And so when the employer is forced to raise the minimum wage, what do they do? They create kiosks at McDonald's where you just go in and you just touch, 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 bing. And then your number is 134 and they call your name out and you you've already paid and you you just go over there and pick up your snack and leave so you just eliminate people they'll go ahead and pay the minimum wage but less people will get to work now now this is so cool here's what walter says if i want you to listen closely if a minimum wage were an anti-poverty device which they claim it is in other words these people they'll say you're not the minimum wage isn't a livable wage. Well, the, li, the minimum wage was never considered to be a, liv, a livable wage. It was supposed to be for mainly high school kids or starter people working. And that was just a beginning job while they went to school or did something else to supplement their income. Like, for instance, you could start a McDonald's. People used to say, oh, I hate McDonald's. It's just like I hate fast food restaurants. Actually, I had a gal come out of prison and she went to work for uh, Carl's Jr., and the the one of the top executives at Carl's Jr. said to me, uh, Lou, uh, she could manage a store. She's got that kind of skill. So you don't have to stay at the bottom. If you want to be in the restaurant industry, you, they told me this is 15 years ago. They told me you could make uh, $80,000 a year running a McDonald's or a Carl's Jr. Uh, but you're, you have the responsibility of managing the restaurant, right? And you have benefits and the whole thing. So, yeah, you start out at minimum wage, maybe or a little bit more. But then so so the government, the Democrats typically and some Republicans push 
They, they think they're going to have an anti-poverty device forcing employers like they want to tell the employer what time to start, what time to end. Uh, if a guy works more than eight hours, you've got to pay him time and a half or two times or three times. It's all baloney. Let them all do that on the negotiations. So it says he says if a minimum wage were an anti-poverty device, rather than spending all these millions and billions of dollars in foreign aid, listen to it, it's coming. If this would, if we could solve poverty in the world by just raising wages, why don't they do it in Bangladesh and Haiti? It, it's not solving any problems over there that way. We could say to Bangladesh and Haiti, you can be rich like America. Just have a higher minimum wage. And his comment is, Walter Williams says, who is economics professor emeritus at George Mason University, he said, that's just utter nonsense. You know, if you take these principles and you take them to a foreign country and you were, we're constantly dumping billions of dollars like water across sand in these foreign countries, and, and most of it is uh, going to people like the dictators that run these countries. People don't get help. And even if they did, you give the, give them a few bucks. They still haven't improved their lot in life. If a minimum wage were the anti-poverty uh, solution, rather than spending all the millions of billions of dollars in foreign aid, why don't we just tell, not even invest any money in Haiti, just tell them all there. Why don't you just, uh, Give everybody a livable wage and see how that works out. You know what's going to happen? Businesses go completely broke. Overnight, they would go out of business. Democrats, socialists, communists, they don't get the fact that businesses have to make a profit and they base wages and the production costs on on the end product that they got to sell. And they got to sell enough of them to pay all the bills and have a bit left over. So we're going to be right back. We're finishing uh, the second. Uh, we're going to go into the second half, fourth clip here, uh, our fourth segment, right in a minute. He could never do no wrong. He's an angel in her eyes. So he does just what he wants. Took for granted because she's so kind. What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? What's going on, everybody? Well, obviously, I'm not in my usual spot today because I'm driving down to Houston. Before I start this show, do me a favor really quick. Go to Google and type in riot or protest and tell me what comes up. When I do it, there are articles upon articles that are continuing to be published like yesterday, about the Capitol riot or whatever they call it. Why? Why would they continue to publish stuff about that? Well, there's one reason. It's to take the attention off of all of the true riots that are going on. And one in particular. So Oklahoma made it a law that people who are trying to flee riots aren't responsible if they hit somebody. Why would they be? If somebody's blocking traffic and you're trying to get out of the way and you hit somebody, you're you're at fault? Well, that makes sense. But here's the great part of this. Black Lives Matter wasn't gonna have that. Nope, 
They want to block the streets. They want to block cars. They want to pull people out of cars, beat the shit out of them. And they don't want people to flee. They want to do what they want with them. And if they hit them, they still want the police to charge them with a crime. So once Black Lives Matter heard about this bill, guess what they did? They stormed the Oklahoma Capitol building. Does that sound familiar? While the House of Representatives was in session, which caused a lockdown. And one of these protesters got in the face of one of the lawmakers. Listen to this one lady yell. And then this guy is like, oh, don't touch me. If you would have seen this on the news and it was a whole bunch of leftists meeting and some conservatives went in there, oh, they would have all been arrested. They would have called it an insurrection. They would have called it a riot. They would have called it all this other stuff. And then during all of this, the leader of Black Lives Matter is sitting in a mansion somewhere in a white neighborhood. I mean, do y'all really think it's about race anymore? No, it's about money. They want reparations. They want money. Well, you ain't getting any from me or anyone I know. The right side of America is getting fed up. And if you are on the left and you're watching this, listen to this very carefully. We are very tolerant people. The only time we really get pissed off is when the Constitution is fucked with. You haven't seen that many of us out there trying to stop you from riding Dollar Trees, furniture spots, foot lockers. I know you got to get your Jordans, but that tolerance level is getting lower and lower. Another uh, favorite person, uh, I'm just talking about Walter Williams, another favorite person that when she comes to town, she lives in Florida with her husband. We've been trying to convince him to move to California, but her husband's interested, but I think she's going to stick in, in Florida. So he's sticking by her. And that's a Chris Ann Hall. She's a, a lady that worked as a prosecutor for state of Florida. And they, they uh, basically threatened her. They said, if you don't quit teaching the Constitution at some of these Tea Party, remember the Tea Party? Back in the days, the Tea Party was thriving and when it first started. And she was teaching the Tea Party participants about the Constitution. And she was doing it on her own time, free. And uh, so her boss with the Florida State Attorney's Office said, either stop that or uh, find another job. So she prayed about it with her husband, and they began to say, well, let's just see if we can make a living teaching people in this country the Constitution, which the government quit. The government schools quit teaching about the Constitution decades ago. And so basically they've done down the popula population so bad that people don't have any idea what their rights are. They just cave in left and right, like they let the cement company tell them they got to wear a mask driving that big, massive truck around. So Chris Ann Hall says this fear. I, 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 used, I said, I've said over and over, all these health officers, including Dr. Lou have just peddled fear, 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 fear. 
get inside, stay inside, watch your hands, do this, do that, do the other thing. Uh, don't don't mix up don't don't have any more than two people over don't if you have a big family you got to split up your family you can't have get-togethers you can't have school you can't go to a game you can't go to church you can't sing uh you just can't 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 just scared the hell out of people you know fear people that are full of fear get sick a lot did you know that paranoid people fearful people uh fear is the tool uh, Chris Ann says, fear is the tool throughout history, not just right now. This is no new mechanism to control the population. It's been repeated over and over. But if people are stupid about history, they just think, oh, well, you know, we're just trying to deal with this virus. We're just trying to save lives out here. We're just trying to help people. And we're just trying to get over this. As soon as we flatline this, oh, we just, you know, we just got, you just got to work a little harder. You just got to, you know, go take that PCR test. Fear is the tool through, throughout history, she says, for every infringement. Remember, I use the infringement. That's a violation of the rights of the people. Fear is the tool. In other words, Gavin Newsom said, we need to do this. We got to erase the Constitution and let me be the dictator because I'm going to save your life. And you need saving because this thing is going to be terrible. Dr. Lou uh, talked about that there was so, going to be so many dead bodies in our county that we're going to have to get refrigerated trucks to, to put them in. Fear is the tool throughout history for every infringement of the rights of the people. It is the argument. It is the argument presented by tyrants and dictators. I'm telling you people, the people that are pushing your buttons, you know, and what they do then is they, they, uh, you know how the, the sheriff in a time of uh, difficulty, he will deputize extra people, right? Um, in fact, I heard up in some of the northern counties of California, the sheriff up there deputized the, um, the militia because BLM, Black Lives Matter, and Antifa were threatened to come up there and do some damage. So they deputized a lot of people. And what's happened here, the tyrants and the dictators of Yuba and Sutter County have deputized the common man to beat up and to turn the fellow common man in. The sheriff's department in Sutter County claims that we had people from our own church. I go to Church of Glad Tidings from our own church. Turn us in. The same thing that happens in Vietnam and Cambodia when it was communist in Laos and China, people turn people in because they buy the lie. They buy the lie, and then they think they're saving society. We're saving society. We're stopping violence. We're stopping sickness. We're saving lives. We're, we we want to we want to we want to do and have this utopia that Dr. Liu's going to give us. So it's the excuse of slaves. I want to read this again. Chris Ann Hall. She's an expert in the Constitution. Fear is the tool throughout history for every infringement. That's a violation of the rights of the people. You have rights and you have been suckered and lied to that. You do not have your rights. They took your rights away. You want to go to a football game, watch your kid play. Well, just you and your buddy can go. You can't bring all grandma and grandpa and, and sister and brother and the cousins. You can't go. Just two of you can go through the defense. 
That's communist manipulation. You can call it all you want. You can make excuses. The supervisors support that. They are nuts. They are totally nuts. They are just, they get along. They are not your leaders. They may claim to be your leaders. They may say, vote for me. I'm a real leader, but they are not your leaders. She says, fear is the tool. They use fear constantly. People wouldn't even leave their house. People were sick and they wouldn't go make a doctor's appointment because they're fear they're going to get COVID. Instead, they died of cancer. They died of diabetes. They died of heart disease. They died of high blood pressure. They shot themselves in the head. Last week, we responded to two deaths, suicide deaths. People depressed. They can't take it anymore. You can't keep people locked up like animals. You'd think doctors would know something about this. You'd think the average supervisor would know something about sociology and psychology. Holy mackerel. Fear is the tool throughout history for every infringement of the rights of the people. It is the argument that tyrants and dictators use. I'm going to save your life, right? I'm going to save your life. You're going to die. You're going to die if you don't put a mask on. You're going to die if you don't wear those gloves. You're going to die if you don't wash your hands. You're going to die if you go to the grocery store. Only go once a week, once every two weeks. You can't go to work. You got to zoom. Zoomy, zoomy, zoomy. Totally crazy. Totally. Your immune system is crashing when you... She says, it is the excuse of slaves. We have created so many slaves. People walking around. I get... Old ladies with masks on, they hardly look like they can make it down the aisle. I think the carts got more pop than they do. And and they snarl at me because I won't wear a mask. You know, and it's like, hey, I'm the one in danger. If I'm if I'm sucking in all that covid, I'm the one in danger. You're like, hey, you're in a mask. It's like the guy that goes underwater and is and is uh, the hat doesn't work with the oxygen in it. He's the one in danger, not the dude that's got the oxygen. It's it's like so crazy. It's like upside down everything. It's like black is white, white is black. It's just baloney. It's baloney. It's it's indoctrination big time. You send your kids to school, it's it's no longer education. It's no longer training people how to critically think. It's indoctrination from the time they get out. They got to stop. They're put under control. There's no frivolity. There's no freedom. There's no fun. Everything's cut. They got that the playground's all wrapped up with tape. It's just like a communist camp. It's a prison camp. I wouldn't put my kid in there for all the money in China. And they got lots more than we have. Tactic Tacitus, Tacitus T A C I T U S said the more corrupt the state, the more numerous the laws. Have you ever been in a law library for God's sake? Go to a law library. I used to go teach in the law library at the Yuba County Jail. I just stare at all those books, baby. Every year they say in California we make 900 to 1,000 new laws. How do they even keep track of who's even obeying all that stuff? The more corrupt the state, the more numerous the laws. Dude, with state, these states are totally corrupt. Even the better ones are totally overwhelmed with regulations. You can't even make a move without asking permission. Whoa, it's unbelievable. All right, let's see. Where do I want to go here? We're okay. We're doing good. Uh, I want to just uh, go back up here, and I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, some people, uh, to guys that are helping me uh, actually do this and the radio now, live radio on Saturday, 10 to noon at KMYC, 1410 a.m. 
and then this podcast. So Elite Universal Security, that's Monty Hecker, 5548 Feather River Boulevard. You want a job? He's got them. Man, I'm telling you, there are jobs everywhere. People say, oh, I can't find a job. I know that's not a problem in the job market. That's a problem in his head, right? Universal Security, Monty Hecker will put you, put you to work in any of the counties that he's working in, numerous counties in Northern California. Uh, you can also... Um, you can also fire, f- sign the D- Fire Dr. Lou petition out there. That's another thing we're working on is to present to the Eubin Sutter counties the wishes of the people on the petition that they want a new health officer. They're done with this oppression. It's been totally mismanaged. Syphilis, out of control. Drug abuse, out of control. Do you know, uh, I just downloaded the uh, the 2018, the... Uh, the scope of the job of the health officer. You know how many pages it was? 57 or 58 pages. I, I downloaded it on my computer. And then I, then I sent that to one of the supervisors as well as the, the, the uh, section on that the, the county health officer is supposed to take an interest in serious illegal drugs. I got people injecting heroin right over my fence. I watch them. And uh, we need to deal with that. That's a lot worse than COVID. Syphilis is worse than COVID. Gonorrhea is worse, worse than COVID. Chlamydia is worse than, than COVID, and it's skyrocketing. So uh, anyway, back to Elite Universal Security. Uh, Monty Hecker can put you to work as a guard. Or maybe he needs some people in the office. Go on to his website. There's two websites, EliteUniversalSecurity.com and API Academy, API-Academy.com. And find out the jobs they have and find out how to get, get hooked up and go, go to work. If you're, a, if you're a good guy, good lady, uh, reliable, you get there on time, you work hard, uh, you're nice to people, you're going to get yourself a job. The other person that uh, he's so far behind, he, the whole style, may, by the time you get this guy, the whole style may change. You have to change it, your, your kitchen again. Greenestconstruction.com, green, green with ETZ on the end. Greenest Construction has been a helper for me for years on the things we've done on the radio. Started with me on the radio, then he helps on the podcast, Dave Greenitz. Greenestconstruction.com. You could go, you know, you don't even need to talk to him. Just go there. It's free. You can check out some amazing uh, kitchens and baths. That uh, The problem is people lock themselves in, in these bathrooms. They don't want to come out. They just take a magazine in there, take their cell phone, and they just, like, make a day of it. Or you can go to Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page. Or if you're old school like me, uh, people even shocked. I'm so old, they even shocked that I can text. Like, Lou, do you text? Like, whoa. So you can reach him at 530-682-9602. You can text him. Actually, Dave is so different. They're just a different group. They are the best of the best in terms of remodel. The the contractors he used, the subcontractors, are the top. They're the they're the best of the best. Uh, and so, but he'll answer the phone. You call him up at 530-682-9602. Nine times out of ten, he'll actually answer the phone. Not some secretary, nothing wrong with secretaries. He'll answer the phone. He'll talk to you. So have have your ducks in a row if you want to talk to the boss man. Uh, or if you get a voicemail, he actually calls you back right away. I've called I've called tons of county people, never even call you back. You know why? Because they don't give a rip, right? I call supervisors, don't even call you back. Uh, 
and uh, just thought, hey, I don't need you. I don't I'm going to I don't care what you want, even though they told me to vote for them. They're going to serve me and they're going to have an open door. You remember those talks when they were running for office? Oh, I have open door. Paul, you need you need anything, dude. Just call me up. Call Doug Lofton. He, he got in there. I think he was hanging out the bar or something. Or just found other things, other entertainment. I wasn't entertaining, so he didn't call me back. So uh, anyway, uh, you just don't get calls back. But at Dave Green's Construction, you will. And then the plumbing doctor, they'll service you 24 hours a day. You've got a plumbing problem, they'll come and get you. 530-671-9111. 530-671-9111. So, okay. Those are the guys that are helping me right now. And, um, oh, I want to mention somebody else. Um, Dr. Joe Cassidy. So Dr. Joe Cassidy and I, because we, we were, uh, we're getting anxious. We're frustrated. We're anxious. And there's too many people dying of overdoses. We've had a couple overdoses this month that trauma intervention has responded to. And, uh, it's, there's no need for it. We can help these people. They're savable, right? Isn't it a shame that have people, it's one thing when people die and it's just their time or they're just, their body just broke down or their hearts just wore out or their lungs are full of something or they have diabetes, diabetes. And it's just, you know, they just got too much problems. That's, that's sad. But with, with these addictions, methamphetamines, right? Opiates, fentanyl, morphine, heroin, we can, we can stop it. So Dr. Cassidy and I created a bunch of cards that on, on the back side of the cards, we say, hey, we can get you Narcan subscription, which can jumpstart a heroin addict overdosing, get them back to life, like putting battery cables on your battery, you know, when your battery's down. Uh, we, we, can get, we can get them into medical and get them a, a, a prescription that will keep the, the uh, withdrawals away. We can get them to rehab. Uh, we can help them with smoking cessation, you know. Uh, we, we can help in a lot of ways. And so what we did is we got these cards that we can hand out. You, you can fold them up, put them in your pocket and just carry it. When you're ready, you could give us a call. So we put our cell numbers on there to, uh, to help people, uh, get, get to what they need, get whatever they need. They can call us 24 hours a day. Right. So we also have some posters we're putting up. So Dr. Cassidy, um, is wanting to help on this show now and on the KMYC show. So we're, we're, uh, I pitched him anyway. I, when when I'm out, people addicts call me all the time, and I help them get connected to Dr. Cassidy. So uh, you can go to Peachtree Clinic, but there's something weird going on to Peachtree Clinic, and the, I don't know whether they're getting paid to not take patients because sometimes there's 17, 18, 20, 30, 40 patients in line on this on the wait list on the phone to talk to somebody. So listen, addicts don't have any patients. I don't have any patients, and I don't even do drugs. I just, I, when they did, when they told me, I was trying to find help for this guy that was dying over in Yuba City uh, in his home, drinking too much. And I was trying to get a hold of his doctor out there. I was 17th in line on the phone system at Peachtree. Finally, I just gave up and I called Dr. Cassidy to talk, talk to the doctor and uh, got the guy some help. Now, if you want a great doctor, he's a general uh, practitioner. But he also is a specialist in addiction. So if you've got people in your family that are struggling with any kind of addiction, he can help them, even alcoholics, and help them um, with medication, with getting them into a rehab, et cetera, et cetera. So he, he rotates between 
the Peachtree Clinic out in Linda, California, and the Peachtree Clinic in Live Oak, California, in two different counties. So, uh, but I'm going to give you a cell number right here over the phone. We're going to give out a doctor's cell number. It's unheard of. It may be the first time in history. So it may be, I may, I may make the world a Guinness record, Guinness, what is that, world record of Guinness or something? Uh, I'm going to give the doctor's phone number right out over here because we got it out. You know, somebody said, oh, my God, Luke, can I have your phone number? I won't give it to anybody else, promise. I said, don't worry about it. Everybody in Yuba County Jail has my phone number. It's okay. I, I'm good. I want to help people. So Dr. Cassidy's phone number is this. Get something to write with. 530-682-8648. Okay? 530-682-8648. So if you want a great doc, you want help, you want to get you want to get on Suboxone, you want to get on any products to stop the, the withdrawals, uh, withdrawals from alcohol. He can detox you. He is the de- detox uh, champion for Pathways over here in uh, Marysville. They have a residential rehab that's got plenty of beds right now. If you, you want to get help, and he, particularly people that have insurance, and insurance will pay for your, you know, if you're working for the hospital, you're working as a firefighter, cop, or whatever, you need to go to a rehab just go over there. Your your insurance will pay for pathways. Go over there, and, and Dr. Cassidy will detox you, and you get started out. So I want to tell, uh, give a shout-out to Dr. Joe Cassidy, uh, 682-8648. You might give him a break. He's, he likes to sleep at night, so call him in the daytime or text him. Just text him. Don't even call him. Just say, I'm John. I'm addicted to opiates, whatever you're addicted to, and I need some help. Can you give me an appointment? Boom. Just text him. He will call you and he'll get you right in and cut all that stupid phone nonsense at Peach. I can't even believe that in 2021, you know, I, I called somewhere the other day and it was a live person answered. I almost cried. I thought, I, I can't believe this. A human being actually answered. And she was nice. She was really nice on the phone. Uh, today, you got to go through what? 20, 30 minute waits 10 15 waits to even get to a a person that you may not may not even want it's wrong person just like crazy crazy all right so we're gonna we finished here uh our fourth segment and we're gonna break for our fifth and then we got one more that's why i want you to know Some people can't feed their families. You've lost your jobs. Suicide rates are skyrocketing. It's just horrible. I get it. But environmental justice is just as big a deal. Okay. And there's tons of environmental discrimination taking place right now. And I just want to thank the Democrats for this funding because we need to stop environmental discrimination. What's up? T-Dog Tony here. Uh, I'm a convicted felon. I'm in here for a double homicide. And uh, I want to thank the Dems. I want to thank you guys for the paycheck you just sent my way. Uh, this is really going to help with the COVID relief uh, that I'm dealing with up in here. So I just want to thank you guys, yo. Uh, we here at National Endowment of the Arts understand the pain and the suffering that millions of Americans have endured during this COVID crisis. And we'd like to thank the Democrats for giving us millions and millions of dollars 
in this time of crisis. So thank you, Democrats. The National Endowment of the Arts thanks you. And we will put this to good use. My fifth home could use another original Monet. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but not. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Hey, Democrats. <laughs> I just, uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank you. I am a human trafficker. I get paid to take people across the border illegally. So I, uh, I want to thank you for uh, giving, uh, you know, money to illegal immigrants because that keeps me and my business thriving. I, I mean, I, it's going to be a good year. So uh, thank you. Uh, Barn, we got the guy. Oh, I really had you guys going there, didn't I? Didn't I tell you I didn't want to talk about it? <laughs> oh, uh, Barn, this is uh, Edmund Lasky. He stuck up a market at 26th and Lexington. Patrol car caught up with him trying to get through the rear door at Lincoln Jail. Lincoln Jail? That's where I live. Yeah, you see, uh, Mr. Lasky is serving a 15-month sentence for burglary, but he's also on a work release program. He uh, gets out from 2 to 4 to attend classes at City College. I'm taking computer programming and ethics. <laughs> Obviously, you missed a few sessions. Yeah, well, it's tough juggling school and a career. <laughs> Want to take a seat over here, please? Can we speed this up? I'm supposed to be back in my cell by 5. We'll do what we can. All right. Let's talk about this uh, teen. There's a lot of people getting sick from these COVID shots. So an 18-year-old woman from Nevada had to be airlifted to Loma Linda Hospital in California to save her life after she took the single Johnson & Johnson COVID injection. I'm glad they didn't say vaccine. They finally, I don't know whether they've even allowed Johnson & Johnson to go back online, but they just find, they were so funky and having so many problems, they took them offline. Emma Berkey's pastor said about three days after this injection, she was feeling sick and started having seizures. The hospital discovered she was having dangerous blood clotting near or in the brain, near or in the brain. That's, that's, a, that's typical when there's problems with the Johnson & Johnson. Unusual brain clotting. News reports said she was put into an induced coma, ventilated, and had at least three brain surgeries. Holy mackerel. Around April 1, the, and only recently is she able to start communicating with her family through eye and tongue movements. Girl, This is an 18-year-old girl now communicates with eye and tongue movement. This article says there are nearly 3,200 U.S. vaccine recipients whose experience was even worse than Emma's. How, can, how, how much worse can it get? Dead? I would rather be dead than that. Trying to communicate with your eye and tongue? Forget about it. I'm out of here. Right? Just, I'm out of here. There are nearly 3,200. Worse. They lost their lives after taking COVID. 3,200. 
You, you talk about COVID killing you. COVID injections are killing people. 18-year-old? 18-year-olds are not dying from COVID. What's she even doing taking a darn vaccine? This makes me sick. While I support this being your free choice, I firmly believe that COVID shots should never be mandated or coerced. However, our offices have been inundated with situations of people all across the nation who are being forced to take these injections, including employees like my friend that drives for Livingston Concrete that contacted me. Employees, for God's sake, students and customers. You can't come in here and shop unless you take the vaccine. Unbelievable. Okay. I'm just uh, seeing if I want to talk any more about this. Oh, here's it. Here's this is I got to get into this. I I did it. I wrote an article for the Territorial Dispatch back in the day about Gates being involved with these pharmaceutical companies and going into these third world countries like India and Africa and mass inoculating girls and in that inoculation against like tetanus they put a sterilization chemical in there and keep the girl from ever having children people think oh fake news oh right wing propaganda I'm just telling you what the Africans are saying check this out according to a report the Kenya Kenya this is Kenya this isn't U.S. Kenya Catholic Doctors Association. Okay, they're doctors. They're Kenyans. That means they're black folks. And they're Catholic. Okay, you got a problem with Catholics? Okay, just leave that out and just say Kenya Doctors Association. They're charging UNICEF. And who? Did you think those are good groups? UNICEF in Cambodia is forcing kids out on the street. Little kids that would be in orphanages. They want to try to put them in a foster home. There isn't any, They don't even have foster systems over there. UNICEF, these are criminal organization. Who? The World Health Organization. There's nothing about health of these people. They're criminal communists. They're char- the Doctors Association is charging UNICEF and WHO with sterilizing millions. I want you to think if you have a young woman in your house and, and they say, we're going to give you free vaccine, and then she goes to have a baby and she's ruined for life. It's just like turning, you care about African people? Oh, yeah, we care about blacks. Oh, sure, you do. Black Lives Matter, really? Millions of girls are inoculated by the Gates groups. Because why? Have you, have you looked at the 2030 agenda for the United Nations? Oh, it's a conspiracy. It's on the Internet. <laughs> you can read it yourself. They're going to reduce the population. Their goal is to reduce the population of the world by over 7 billion people. How many How many left, Lou? 500 million. That's all they want on the earth. It will solve all the problems according to these nutcases. It will solve pollution. There will be plenty of food. You can eat as much as you want. Get obese, right? It will solve all the issues of life. They sterilize millions of girls and women under cover of an anti-tetanus vaccination program sponsored by their own government do you realize that planned parenthood used the black the black churches to convince people to go to planned parenthood uh clinics and and get abortions and and uh pregnancy pills and all that kind of nonsense they killed their own people i think candace owen said 
if they hadn't killed so many blacks every year, the, the black population in the United States would be about twice as much. Think about it. It's genocide. It's eugenics. It's purging a people group. Last week I talked about letting men have syphilis and lying to them and, and saying they were treated, they were treating their, their, their syphilis and they were giving them a placebo. They wanted to see how funky they got with this disease. They did it for 30 years. People, they're nutcases running around here with white, white robes on white coats. The Kenyan government denies there's anything wrong with the vaccine and says it's perfectly safe. Have you ever seen any of it? That's what they're saying right here. Dr. Lou says, masks are good for you. Standing on a, on a little X six feet apart is good for you. Staying in your house is good for you. That is crazy talk. That is totally crazy talk. The Kenya Catholic Doctors Association, however, saw evidence to the contrary and had six different samples of the tetanus vaccine. In other words, the chemical around Kenya, and they sent it to independent laboratory in South Africa for testing. The results confirmed. They sent it out for results. They took the chemical, the medicine, and they sent it out to be tested. The results confirmed their worst fears. All six samples tested positive for HCG antigen. The HCG antigen is used in anti-fertility vaccines, for goodness sakes, but was found present in tetanus vaccines targeted to young girls and women of childbearing age. Dr. Nagari, spokesman for the Kenya Catholic Doctors Association, said all this in his bulletin. That he said this proved right or proved correct our worst fears, that this WHO campaign, World Health Organization campaign, is not about eradicating neonatal tetanus, but a well-coordinating, forceful population control mass sterilization exercise using a proven fertility-regulating vaccine. This evidence was presented to the Minister of Health before the third round of immunization was, uh, but was ignored. You know why? Because they're getting paid. These vaccine companies and the U.S. government are paying them to kill their own future generations by keeping these women from ever being able to be, bear a child. This is totally, people got mad at me because I said, oh, it's criminal. It's criminal. What We got people in the Yuba County Jail. I got a guy I communicate with. He writes me a letter a day from prison. He did not kill anybody with a vaccine. He did not kill any future generations or sterilize anybody. He's like a methamphetamine addict. And he's in prison. Dr. Nagari brought up several points about the mass tetanus vaccination program in Kenya that caused Catholic doctors to become suspicious. We're talking big time. They got 54 hospitals, this Catholic group, 83 health centers, 17 medical and nursing schools. They're all involved in this anti-tetanus campaign, and it was secretly an anti-fertility campaign. Bill Gates knows exactly what they're doing. Melissa Gates knows exactly what they're doing. They're killing people left and right, and they don't care whether old people die in nursing homes. You see Gavin Newsom and uh, the New York governor, a handful of these liberal governors jamming these elderly people back in the nursing homes after they had COVID. They don't care whether they die over there. 
They're fine with it. Get rid of them. We're overpopulated in their view. They want to stomp out these Indians and, and black people in Africa. He says, the doctor says, why? They ask, does it involve an unprecedented five shots? This tetanus, have you ever had a tetanus shot? It's one shot. Five shots over more than two years. And why is it applied only to women of childbearing years? And why is it being conducted without the usual fanfare of government publicity? Usually we give a series of three shots over two to three years. We give it anyone, anyone that wants to come in, old or young, men, children, women. But now they're just targeting women of childbearing years. Listen, people, wake up. He said it should be noted that UNICEF and WHO distribute these vaccines for free and that there are financial incentives for the Kenyan government. Well, there you have it. So when you think of your Yuba County supervisors or your Sutter County supervisor, and you say, why are they perpetrating this stuff on us? You know why? Because there's financial incentives. You listen to them in their board meetings. Go back and listen to the board meetings. And now, and in fact, I remember Jim Whitaker before he got off the board. He said, oh, we can make some changes now and loosen up the, the grip on the people because we got our CARES money. Oh, we got our CARES money. We got our COVID money. They have financial incentives to oppress you. Oh, Lou's saying they're oppressing you. What do you call it? You know, you know, they don't feel oppressed. Why? Because they're getting like two salaries. They're getting a salary for oppressing you. And then they get a salary when they leave there and go back to their business. They get a couple salaries. Many of you got no salary. They told you to go home, take your barber equipment, take your scissors, take your, your shears and all that other stuff. Take your shampoo, take your hairspray and go home. Did they figure out how to support you? Did they offer another way to make an income? Did they think you were independently wealthy? They didn't care. They shut down business. They shut down the Dragon Inn. Do you think they called over and checked on them every week? Do you think they called the day that they got into the new tier, the color tier, whatever it is, that when they got into where the Dragon Inn could finally seat people? Do you think they called over and said, hey, 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 you're, you're free to seat people. Go ahead. Please start, start. We don't want you to go to business. They don't care where they go to business. There's not, they're not one in the, the group cared about that business. You think they went to business to business and said, please open, please open, ignore Dr. Lou. No, they did it. They didn't even take time to call when, when restaurants could legally open legally. What about these incentive funds? When's from, when funds from the UN, listen, people, when funds from the U, it's happening in America. It's, it's happening over there, but it's happening right here, right now. When funds from the U.N. are not enough to purchase yearly allotments of vaccines, an organization started and funded by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation called Gavi, G-A-V-I, provides extra funding for many of the vaccination programs in poor countries. And then it says, see this article, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Vaccine Empire on Trial in India. Oh, it's just, you're just talking about a conspiracy, Lou. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. They're conspiring to kill people. How about that? Nobody worries about that, right? They're conspiring to give you a vaccine to kill you. Is that worse than somebody saying, 
oh, something bad ought to happen to that person because they're trying. Like I was talking to somebody the other day. Do you know who Robert Rhodes is? Robert Rhodes killed a number of people. One lady escaped just down the street from me. She jumped out of his car while it moved to the river bottoms when he said, where he said he was going to rape and kill her. I met her. She showed up at church one day to tell her story to me because I was talking about it on the radio. But Sandy, Sandy Friend or Sandy Lyons, uh, I knew her as a very young girl. She had this boy, and I think it was her oldest child. And he was abducted coming from Bridge Street School one day. And, and we, we searched the river bottoms, and finally they found him. He was stabbed, I think, almost 70 times in his throat slit after he had been molested, sexually assaulted, da-da-da-da-da. Mr. Rhodes, uh, I don't know whether they gave him the death penalty or not, but in California, they don't think anybody ought to be put to death. Well, I'm going to say it right now. I think he ought to be put to death, right? But people think that's worse for me to say put to death, right? Robert Rhodes ought to be put to death for killing Michael Lyons and torturing him and uh, scaring the hell out of him, right? Because he's a little nine-year-old boy. That's worse for me to say that about Rhodes. I wish he'd get death the death penalty. They actually do it. Then for Bill Gates and his people to kill millions of future children, sterilizing these poor Indian uh, African children, young women. People, oh, you're just making it up. Uh, what's the difference? You know, there's just lots of them over there. A lot of you people are just racist against other countries. Oh, they can do it over there. They're doing it right here. You, you, do you know what's in that vaccine you took? You didn't do any research. I remember people used to say when we did drugs, they said, you don't even know what's in those drugs you're taking on the street. I thought, yep, you're right. And now people, mainstream people that don't do drugs are letting people shove that needle in their arm because they got a white coat on and a mask on as if it's a guaranteed deal. And thousands are dying from it. You think you can, con they're like robots. I'm telling you, people have been already conformed to be robot-like. Last year, UNICEF began a similar mass vaccination program with 500,000 doses of live oral polio vaccine. Remember polio? I remember the day I lined up at the Yuba County Courthouse. I was a youngster, little guy, and walked in a line. We all lined up at the Yuba County Courthouse and walked in, and a nurse said, open your mouth, and they put a little, you can't even buy sugar cubes now. They just put a little sugar cube on my mouth, and I thought, oh, that was fun tasted great and in that was some polio vaccine and uh, thankfully i didn't get any polio but it said last year five hundred thousand doses of live oral polio vaccine was delivered to the philippines after a super typhoon devastated Tacloban. now i know we're talking i spent the night in Tacloban, slept in a hostel and uh, that's where Leyte Gulf is, and that's where the uh, General MacArthur came back the second time and, and retook the Philippines after being pushed off there by the Japanese. Leyte Gulf, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. But the island of Tacloban, we did, went down there and did some seminars years ago when I was uh, in my 30s. So anyway, this typhoon came through and devastated Tacloban and, sur and the surrounding areas. Uh, there were no reported cases of polio in this part of the Philippines 
or in the Philippines at all since 1993, right? This is just last year, folks. But since 1993, no new cases polio. So they went in with 500,000 doses. And people who have had live polio vaccines from this, uh, they actually talked that through their system, as it went out of their system, they shed it into the virus into the sewer systems, thereby causing the actual disease it is supposed to be preventing. In other words, the live people who have had live polio vaccine can shed the virus into the sewer system. In other words, it passes through their body. This live, it's live. It's like having taken a probiotic, right? And those are good germs you're putting in, and it passes right through your system. So what happened? A very similar mass vaccination with live oral polio vaccine occurred among. Uh, so what happened is people got polio in the Philippines. Lots of people got polio. Because people were taking a live vaccine, even though there was no polio happening in the Philippines at that time. Do you think somebody's got an ulterior motive here wanting to kill some people? I think so. It's in the 2030 plan in the United Nations. They want to shrink the population of the world from 7.5 billion down to a half a billion. You think that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You just don't believe it. A very similar uh, mass vaccination occurred with polio, using live polio, in Syrian refugee camps in 2013. Check this out. When 1.7 million doses of polio vaccine were purchased by UNICEF, who do you think made money on that? That'd be old Bill Gates. In spite of the fact that there were no cases of polio since 1999, 14 years after mass vaccination programs started, cases of polio began to reappear in Syria. They introduced polio to Syria. Don't you get it, people? And what do they introduce into you? They're shooting you up with this inoculation. And they're going to be shooting you up next year. Watch. You watch and see. We'll be right back. Final half. a brawl in an airport <clears throat> you are hearing a lot of people that are going to start calling for security security or in other words police police uh, people are saying things like you're gonna get into trouble if you don't stop you're gonna get into trouble and most importantly it takes a solid minute minute and a half after this video starts for anyone to start doing anything to try to stop this this is the world that we are living in. This is a world that we are establishing. This is a anti-police, anti-law and order society that we are responsible for because we asked for this. Defund the police. You don't have to respect police authority. You don't have to worry about getting in trouble anymore. We asked for this. Just today, they're reporting that 2,700 uh, NYPD officers have already retired with another 2,700 officers uh, putting in their retirement paperwork. Uh, Philadelphia police has 268 open vacancies right now. Recruiting for the New York Police Department only had 900 plus people. 2,000 
less than what they actually need. You have crime up 75% across the board in places like New York, uh, Baltimore, uh, Los Angeles, etc. This is the effect of what happens when we as a society turn our back on the very men and women who put on a badge to protect us every single day. You have things like this, you have lawlessness, you have chaos, you have harm coming to individuals, and most importantly, you have a bunch of cowards standing around on their cell phone recording it, doing nothing about it, because the people who do things about it are not being supported by us, they're not being supported by their departments, they're not being supported by their mayors or their governors or their leadership in general, they're being left out to dry. So why would they do it? Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it, ladies and gentlemen. America, if you don't want this to become the normal, and if you don't want this to become what we actually see more and more of every day, then we need to respect our police, we need to fund our police, and we need to show our police that we have their back no matter what, because they are the ones that keep this kind of stuff from coming to your door every single day. So while you sleep soundly in your house tonight, remember that our police are under attack. Our police are fighting a war against actually being police. And it is our job as Americans to stand up, and stand firm, and support them every single day. God bless America. God bless our men and women in blue. This can't happen. I mean, this Brett Kavanaugh guy, I mean, he's a monster. He is a straight up monster. Blasey Ford, right? She is just a true, she is such a true hero. I'm ready to storm the Supreme Court. I am. I am ready to storm the Supreme Court. We have to believe all women. I mean, we have to believe the woman here, okay? It is essential. Her testimony was just, it was just so gripping. We have to, to give credit to the women that come forward against this Kavanaugh guy. She's such a hero. I mean, a true, uh, a true champion of the Me Too movement. Have to side with the women. We have to believe the woman. I believe the woman. Believe all, believe all women. Yeah, I mean, Tara Ree, just, I, We need to do uh, the due process thing, you know? You don't just immediately, oh, uh, you're guilty. <laughs> so, yeah, just um, Joe Biden is Joe Biden, okay? <laughs> I mean, who is Tara Reid? Is there any proof that she really did know Joe Biden? You know, Joe Biden is like a puppy, <laughs> am I right? Like, he's like a little puppy. He's so precious. He likes to smell things. Okay, so, I mean, he'll make a great president. Just, yeah, I don't like Tara Reid. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like her. Just, ugh. You can't just say somebody's guilty. <laughs> and then, and then they have to prove their innocence. <laughs> that would be crazy. You must have broke your poor little But when the boys used to say, you look better in the dark. All right, we're, we're into our last uh, segment.
And um, I want to spend some time talking about what's important. If you were going to ha- if you were going to focus on the most most important thing in your life, health-wise, what would you focus on? Would you focus on a mole on your face, or would you focus on diabetes that was kicking your rear? Would you focus on um, some minor outbreak of rash, or would you focus on your liver not not functioning correctly? Right. So. You prioritize, don't you? You prioritize things, some things you just kind of put up with. You you maintain, manage that problem, and, and then you work to try to prevent the thing that's going to kill you, right? Take you down or really make you super sick or make it so you couldn't have a, a kid. Don't you think that'd be significant if you're a youngster and you're wanting a family and, and you think you might have something that could actually prevent you from having a child? That'd get your attention, wouldn't it? So... Uh, What's happening is that the health nurse at Yuba County used to talk about uh, this in the jail, that, that in the United States we almost had syphilis completely, almost eliminated. Because if no one has it, then no one's going to get it, right? Because it's passed from person to person, right? So, uh, like I had a, a lady that said, uh, Aaron Easton's wife, who died supposedly of a, of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. She actually uh, got a venereal disease, but was not having relations with other people, but she got it from her husband. That's a bad sign, right? When you get it from your partner and you're supposed to be a monogamous, monogamous marriage. Now we got syphilis running out of control. So nobody wants to talk about this, but you know where most of the syphilis is happening. Males having sex with males. They call it MSM, right? If you see MSM written in an article, they don't want to actually say it. They're afraid to, they're afraid to talk about it. It's a, it's a way to whisper about it. MSM. You think, what's MSM? I had to think. I had to look it up. What's MSM? I don't know what MSM is. Males having sex with males. I said, oh. That's where all the syphilis, right? You know why? Because... Syphilis trans trans uh, it 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 when you transfer it from one person to another, if you have anal sex, it's much easier to transfer than if you have some other type of sex. Okay, whether it's with a man or a woman. So people that like to have anal sex, which guys do, right? Men with men, think about it. I know I'm trying to encourage you on here they they get a lot of syphilis going and you know why because they think that uh they can they can just get treated for it or they don't worry about aids anymore like they used to so they don't wear a condom because they think oh i can just take the medication if i get it right which they can't in october 8 2019 there's a growing threat of newborn deaths from syphilis syphilis kills newborn babies so if a woman gets it and doesn't take her prenatal checks where they can find it and treat her, the baby gets it. The baby can be born dead, can be born with brain, uh, be born with the brain screwed up, all kinds of dysfunction. It says here, combined cases of syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia reached an all-time high in the United States in 2018, according to 
uh, the, the surveillance report. Now, the statistics are always running a couple years behind. So it's worse today. Uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, sexually transmitted diseases, now they call them STIs, infections, can have severe health consequences. Among the most tragic are newborn deaths related to the congenital, that means in that means the, the baby is in the mom and has syphilis before it's born. The baby has increased 22% from 2017 to 2018, from 77 to 94 deaths of babies. New report shows there were more than 115,000 syphilis cases. We don't even follow them up here. You know, we're so about, we're, we're trying to chase the C word. The common cold is a big deal. Wear a mask. Wear two masks. Fauci said, wear as many masks as you can. The number of primary uh, and secondary syphilis cases, the most infectious stages of syphilis, increased 14% to more than 35,000 cases, the highest number reported since 1991. That's 30 years ago, right? Among newborns, syphilis cases increased 40%. How would you like to have a baby that's deformed because you didn't want to get your syphilis taken care of? Nobody, or maybe you didn't think you had it, but your partner, your ex-partner had it, but nobody followed up on you, so you gave it to your baby, and you didn't think you needed prenatal care because you've had a bunch of kids and never never thought it helped you. Forty per, It went up 40% to more than 1,300 cases. Gonorrhea increased 5% to more than 580,000 cases. The highest number reported since 1991, chlamydia, increased 3% to more than 1.7 million cases, the most ever reported to CDC. So the nurse says to the ladies and the men that these, these, if they go untreated, they can actually make you so you cannot produce. The woman cannot produce. Her, her reproductive organs get botched. It says STDs come at a high cost for babies and other vulnerable populations. Uh, curbing STDs will improve the overall health of the nation and, and prevent infertility and prevent HIV. In other words, many of these sexually transmitted infections also partner up, make it easy to get HIV and infant deaths. It says antibiotics can cure syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia. However, left untreated STDs can be transmitted to others and produce adverse health outcomes such as infertility, ectopic pregnancies and increase HIV risk. Congenital syphilis can lead to miscarriage, stillbirth, newborn newborn death, and severe lifelong physical and neurological problems. Listen, people, when the health officer said they don't have time uh, to deal with this uh, tracing and tracking of syphilis, all the partners that I may have had, if I've got syphilis, and I, they ask, hey, can you tell us how we'd get, you know, what partners you had. So we could just inform them that somebody said that they had relationships with them and they got syphilis. So could we check you and stop it right there? Wouldn't it be wonderful? No, no, no. Don't have time for that at, at our health department. Don't have time for that. Don't have time to track down fentanyl overdoses, people dropping dead every week. The 40% increase in congenital syphilis cases continues a dangerous trend seen in recent years. 
I wish we could get a list of the congenital cases here. It says five states, although most states reported at least one case of congenital syphilis, five states, Texas, California, Florida, Arizona, Louisiana, accounted for 70% of congenital syphilis. That's syphilis in babies. Bad news, people. Really bad news. Multiple factors drive the continued increase in STDs. Remember that Dr. Lou, a while back, without any permission from the boards of supervisors, went out and pushed a needle exchange program, saying this is going to save all kinds of lives, and she quoted some HIV, some HIV stats. I thought, oh, she's like pushing her little agenda here and going to save some people. And I, I was impressed by how few HIV uh, active HIV cases we have. It's still bad, right? Any case is bad, but at least they're probably not going to die, right? Uh, because they have medic medication now, which is good. Uh, so the, the data suggested there are multiple factors are contributing to the overall increase in STIs or STDs. Drug use, how about it, right? When you're loaded, you're not picky with who you're with. Like that uh, Mickey Gillig song, All the Girls Look Pretty at Closing Time. You get you get some cocaine on board, you get some heroin on board, speed on board. Uh, they all looking pretty. Poverty, stigma. People don't want to go to the doctor because they think, oh my God, I got. I'm going to have to confess I had, you know, I got syphilis, right? I got an ugly discharge coming out of my system. I got to admit it, and then I got to quit it, or I got to take all this deal, and I everybody in the office is going to know I got syphilis or chlamydia. So the stigma. Uh, decreased condom use among the vulnerable groups. You say they, they don't want to take, they don't want to say gay or bisexual men. They don't want to say that. So they say it's MSMs, the vulnerable vulnerable. What's a vulnerable group? You mean are they are they handicapped? Do they have a disease? No, they just have a preference on who they want to have sex with. That's it. Why don't you just say that? Why don't you be honest? We can't be honest anymore. I can say, I can say, oh, people get all upset. Oh, D Robert Rhodes ought to be executed because he butchered Michael Lyons. Had sex with a little boy, right? He ought to be executed. Oh, you can't say that, Lou. Well, what kind of person are you? I can't believe you said that. Yet, you don't mind. You don't mind that Bill Gates is funding running the reproductive opportunity to all millions of little girls. All, all, every one of those people in, in India, they're getting that vaccine for tetanus are all women that can produce children have the dream of having a family. Can you imagine that? Doesn't bother you. You're probably more interested in my comments about people ought to be held accountable for crimes against humanity. You want to see somebody else talk about crimes against humanity. Come to the free and brave conference. They're going to talk about doctors are going to talk about crimes against humanity, not Lou Benninger, who, who's a school dropout. Decreased condom use among vulnerable groups. Why are they decreasing? Because if you've got medication, it's like, hey, that condom takes away the pleasurable feeling. You just ain't, ain't got that loving feeling. All right. I think I'm going to quit on STIs while I'm ahead. Oh, here it is. This is a recommendation. This is the C this is CDC write-up. It says, here's what it, the CDC, you love the CDC? You think they're, 
They're uh, the gold brick of medical science. I don't believe. I believe they're totally corrupt. They say healthcare providers should make STD screening and timely treatment a standard part of medical care. Well, there you have it. Then they go on and said, this work can start with taking a complete sexual history. Now, that would be embarrassing. In addition, state and local health departments, hello, Dr. Lou. In addition, state and local health departments should strengthen the local public health inf- infrastructure needed to prevent and control STDs. How do you control an STD? Well, you inoculate the the host of the STD, and then you go find out who he he had sexual relations with, and then you see if they have it, and then you inoculate them. That's what called prevent and control STDs means. And then it finally says in the last phrase, and ensure resources are directed to the most vulnerable populations, right? Lots of people, you know, you don't see a lot of uh, married, happy married couples going in with STDs. Do you know that? They, they have sex with their partner and that's it. One and no mo. right? But what you have is a vulnerable population is the swinger population. We've had those in a lot of, in you, you've been Sutter County government swingers. They, they're, they swap wives. They, they do threesomes, right? They, they, you better wear a condom on that deal. Uh, and the drug users who are doing a lot of one night stands, do you realize how many partners have you had in your life? Think about it. Count up your partners for me. You don't have to tell me. Just count them up in your head. I want to I want to make a point. I was talking to a guy one day that had AIDS. He didn't have HIV. He had full-blown AIDS and he died not long after he and so I wanted to know, meet this guy. I took him to lunch. And he was a um, Native American. Great guy. He was a fire jumper, uh worked for the the forestry. And he was uh, homosexual. And I wanted to know about his lifestyle. So I just asked him. I said, tell me about what it's like to be a homosexual guy and having sex. Uh, You know, we just had a straight-up conversation. He said, Lou, I just, he said, I would have multiple partners a day. I said, really? You just, like, hook up and bang? He said, yep. I said, how many partners you had? He said, over 500 partners, I'm sure. Now, you know, most of the time you talk to the average person if they've been promiscuous, right? They didn't, they didn't save themselves for marriage and just stick with that partner. Most people that had, were promiscuous had, you know, a lot of people had 6, 8, 10, 15 partners, right? One-night stands, all that kind of stuff. The homosexual community... Certainly people partner up in the homosexual community and stick with that partner sometimes. But in general, the whole thing of hitting the bathhouses and uh, hitting the gay bars and all that kind of stuff, these are hookup spots. In fact, River, I don't know whether the Riverfront Park here in Yuba County is still this way, but at one time it was, a, it was known in the community communications among the homosexual community that riverfront park if you just want to go and bang somebody uh, that was a place that you can find somebody and you didn't need to learn where they came from or what their favorite ice cream was uh, or 
or if they like to smoke cigarettes or drink, uh, you just went there to get off, and that's what they did. And so that's what they're talking about, the high-risk populations, the most vulnerable population. That group, men having sex with men, is one of the most high-risk, and then certainly drug the drug abuse population who are, are having partners all the time, different partners. But my friend Josh had, he said, Lou, I had over 500. He said, I'd go down, we'd, we'd hook up, we'd have bars that we'd go to and just meet somebody and just step out and boom, get it on. No wonder there's all kinds of problems, right? Don't you think so? All right. Uh, let me see. I thought there was some something else I was going to say. But I, it's escaping my brain right now. And I just uh, maybe some. Oh, I want to make sure that if you give any money to the Recall Newsom campaign, you do not give it to Reform California. I don't have time to go into all the details. Give it to the the group that started the recall, and that's Recall Gavin 2020, the numbers. RecallGavin2020.com, Okay. If you want to fund, help fund the advertising and signage and all that stuff to get the governor out of office. We've already got enough signatures. He's going on the ballot. All we have to do now is we need to argue. Now, we're already going to be misspent by 10, 20 times, but we've got to do something. So don't give money to Reform California. That's Carl DeMaio's group. The money is not going to all go to to uh, to get the governor out. He's got a general pack or fundraising deal. They're selling T-shirts online. They're selling signs online. Give it. It's interesting. Carl DeMaio's got his thumbprint or name all over this Reform California. Probably none of you can even name the guy that started the recall movement against Gavin Newsom. Can you? He called me. I talked to him on the phone, so I remember his name. His name's kind of Oren Heatley. It's an unusual last name, former law enforcement guy, Oren Heatley. You don't hear his name everywhere because he doesn't want a lot of attention on him. He's trying to recall the governor. So that's that's the recall, Gavin, 2020. Do, make a donation and help this cause. If you think that the state is going to get um, any better with you just sitting back coasting, that ain't going to happen. It's just not going to happen. So give some money to Recall Gavin 2020. Do not give money to uh, Recall the Governor or Recall something, something. Recall Newsom. Just don't give any money there. Just go. The only one to give money to is RecallGavin2020.com. Please do that. Now, every cent, you know, some of these campaigns that DeMaio has done, they've they've kept our reserve back of three or $400,000, and then we lost the election. They could have spent more on advertising. So we what what the recall Gavin 2020 is going to do is they're going to spend every single nickel they have to blow out this governor. Okay, so let's pay attention. Let's uh, let's be smart about all this. Okay, so let's see if there's anything else uh, about uh, I, I don't have time to get you can look this up. 275 sheriffs from 39 states are sounding the alarm on the dangerous border crisis. They all wrote letters to the Biden administration saying it ain't it ain't happening for us with this border thing. So uh, we're calling it a day. Uh, see you next week, Lord willing, and uh, do something good. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. 
would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. Sugar to kiss. 